Hello, hello. Welcome to the Spectre Cinema Club, a podcast obsessed with all the subgenres within the horror realms. I am one of your hosts, Devon Taylor. Joined with me as always, I got Gary McDowell. I'm keeping the, the monologue towards the top a little short today, Devon, because we've got a big conversation to have and, and many lovely faces joining us today. So I'm going to keep it brief. Let's get into it. I'm stoked. Uh, yes, we, we, we got no uh, opening banter chit chat. You guys know what we're here for. If you saw the title on this episode, it is time to do the Saw franchise film rankings and best trap tournament. Uh, very excited to get into this double stuffed episode uh, for you guys. Uh, happy Halloween. Uh, on day of release, this is Halloween, uh, which is kind of Ooh. perfect because even then after it's October, you still got us to listen to for the week, you know, for your Halloween hangover. So uh, I, I'm mm. super stoked uh, to break open the Book of Saw one last time uh, to end spooky season. Um, so uh, without further ado, we do have the most guests that we've ever had on episode. You know, we got to step it up every year on Halloween. Um, and so rather than me go ahead and try and introduce everybody, um, we'll go around the horn. And uh, I want you guys to introduce yourself um, as well as your favorite John Disciple. So uh, we'll start, uh, we'll go in uh, alphabetical order. How about that to keep it simple? So uh, Audra, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, hello, hello, hello. My name is Audra, um, also Quinn, whatever works best. Um, I, 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 I gotta go with Amanda, honestly, as my favorite disciple. I feel like she's the, the queen. But I do like Hoffman a little bit. Don't I, don't let anyone tell you that. <laughs> I mean, I I see you give equal treatment to both of them in your drawings, which are fantastic. Make sure you guys go uh, check out uh, their drawings, uh, uh, the drawing you. page and your dedicated Saw page, which has been uh, my favorite uh, Saw meme page of Saw season. Uh, it's been fantastic. You. Uh, you've been really bringing the Saw heads together, and, and I appreciate that. Um, and then Blaine, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey there. Hi, I am Blaine, and I think I'm going to have to go with, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Amanda as well, just because, yeah, she, she kind of sets the tone for everything. She's the one who brings, like, a lot of the angst and a lot of just the bitchiness to the Saw franchise that I really can't get enough of. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to deny. I mean, she is. Uh, I mean, I would. I. I don't think it would be a stretch to call her the fan favorite. I don't think. Um, but I will uh, see as uh, we continue on with the conversation. Uh, Noah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, my name's Noah. Um, and for me, maybe this is coming out of left field now that I'm the only person to not say Amanda. Uh, Doctor Gordon is mm, is my favorite, and that's spicy. because it's like one of the best played twists. It's really, it's really out of nowhere, but it's one of those things that's like, yes, I love that they did not leave that thread hanging there. Um, it's super satisfying. I love it. That is spicy and controversial, like a lot of our lists. Um, as I got everybody's personal rankings, um, I waited till the the day before before I tabulated the master ranking, and uh, we're gonna have lots of uh, fun opinions back and forth. But uh, Dr. Gorin, yeah, that's a that's a starting off the show hot there. Um, uh, everyone knows Garrett, obviously, but, uh, Garrett, uh, who's, uh, who's your apprentice right now? 
It's funny because I know uh, Noah well enough, uh, as uh, listeners would know, the uh, other co-host of my other podcast. Uh, I know him well enough to say that Dr. Gordon is a fucked up pick. Like That is fucking, uh, that is wild. <laughs> that is fucking unhinged. Uh, so it is not Dr. Gordon. I'm a Hoffman man all day long. I love that fucking psychopath and the rampage that he goes on towards the, uh, the last few movies in Saw City there. So yeah, I'm a Hoffman boy till the day I die. Oh, and you guys know me. My boy is the Hoffmanator as well. Like, I mean, that is my ride or die for this franchise uh i mean uh garrett garrett said um that my ghost ban uh, might have been caused due to excessive hoffman posting um, yeah so, apparently so that, yeah t- uh, elon is over there shutting this down he is probably not team hoffman is, is what i'm gathering from this <laughs> he cannot handle the hoff few people can that's why he never dies um so i am super excited uh, to get into our overall film ranking. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive on in. Hulk! All right, folks at home. So how this worked, um, we all have our personal rankings of the Saw franchise. Uh, you guys can uh, go stalk all of us on Letterboxd. All the links will be down in the description below, and you can see uh, everybody's personal list. Um, but, you know, we'll kind of divulge them as this goes. Um, but to make a collective list, I put them on a point system, and then I just tallied them up that way, uh, like in a reverse order, you know. So if it was the number one pick, it got 10 points, and so down and so forth, um, to make the collective list. Uh, this was very fun uh, to see how they contrasted, how they affect the placements and things like that. Um, so I'm very excited uh, to get into it. We did have two ties um, for the rankings uh, to start off. Uh, the first one being for last place. Um, so uh, we had two films coming in with uh, 13 points overall. Um, and the way that I broke ties is just uh, whichever one had a higher ranking uh, amongst any of the lists. Um, so um, at the bottom, um, we're going to uh, start with Noah on this one, um, because this uh, one, I know you just recently got this one in under the wire, um, and uh, I was intrigued by your personal placement. So uh, Noah, go ahead and kick us off with your feelings on Spiral from the Book of Saw here at Boy, the bottom. I, I, I've been, uh, we were talking before recording, I've been entrenched in Saw, as all of us I'm sure have been, um, and my entire month of October has been only Saw save for one movie and just at the end of it uh i knew that i needed to make my way to both spiral and jigsaw two movies that i had missed on release um and i was kind of excited to just with all of this fresh jump into something that had clearly a more uh a more modern spin on it uh the filmmaking especially is so not uh punk 2005 um but I think that like even even the twists, uh, the filmmaking twists and turns of of doing something newer, um, it just really does not work for me. It's not nearly as flashy. It's not nearly as absurd. It's it's I I hesitate to say boring because I watch the whole thing without you know going on my phone or, or being distracted or anything because it is a cohesive story but i think in the end none of it really feels like saw to me um especially kind of the the final trap the the end of the game um for chris rock's character is just it's just really kind of a letdown for me the trap itself does not make a whole lot of sense 
throwing in another apprentice, I feel like is a really kind of, uh, or, or not really an apprentice, but more of a, I don't know what you would call, uh, I don't know what you would call the other guy. I'm already forgetting his name. I've seen the movie once and mm-hmm. it's just every piece of it is forgettable except for the fact that the uh, the guy that turns out to be the Jigsaw copycat, uh, I only know him from a Killers mute, uh, YouTube music video, which is just so embarrassing for me. Um, that, and I'm like, I know that guy from somewhere. Uh, and that's all I could think about the whole movie. None of it, that nothing else was really that interesting. I don't know. I, I feel like this is kind of the consensus, but for me, super, super flat landing with Spiral, honestly. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, uh, what you were kind of described is I say it lacks the sauce a little bit. Um, uh, for me personally, uh, Audra, you the, had it the, the high- sauce. The right? sauce, right, yes. guys? S A W C. Okay, I'll go back in the hiding. <laughs> uh, Audra, you had it the highest um on your list amongst the five of us. Uh, so, so what are your feelings on Spiral? Well, I falls a little bit on the flatter side um but knowing that it wasn't going to be saw it wasn't going to be the same story it wasn't going to be the same vibe it was going to be something completely different it was a complete spin-off and i i don't know i feel like i really like the direction that they were going not everything works for me mind you i don't like some of the humor i don't like some of the characters and the writing josh stolberg um we don't need to talk about that um but i don't know i just I liked that they were taking it in the direction that what would a couple years down the road when Jigsaw is dead and gone, what, how would people take his legacy and spin it for their own set, their own worth and their own vision? How would they use his vision to benefit themselves and their goals? So I kind of liked that. And I thought that the, uh, the fact that it was taking place during a heat wave and it felt really hot and very sticky and it kind of just, added to the I don't know I, I don't know it's hard to really explain it without um t- talking about uh I don't know it's, it's hard to really explain but mm-hmm. I don't know I like it yeah no, no that's totally fair you know it, it definitely is you know they made a very clear distinction to try and make this separate as its own anthology kind of style um which I'll say one thing is uh the only thing that's kind of upset me from the saw heads uh over the spooky season is um uh the the dish the uh uh what do you call it when you uh, unclaiming of spiral and they're like uh people are even trying to say it's not canon and i'm like okay hey no 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 like hey we love all of our kids you know like the good the bad yeah. and the ugly um spiral is here this book of saw saw is in the title still so um let's let's not uh go that route but i totally get I, what you mean <laughs> that it is its own thing i have to say one more thing i have never seen a more dedicated hate fandom for a movie in my life every single time I bring up Spiral on Twitter someone has to say I fucking hate that movie that movie sucks and I'm just like okay that's fair but like I'm trying to say that I like it <laughs> you can make your own posts you don't have to comment that you hate it every time it's someone says that they like it I don't know <laughs> I've yeah. never seen a more dedicated group of people that hate a movie yeah. See, it, your first mistake was pay, uh, putting out an opinion on Twitter and especially saying that you like something. That <laughs> no, was where you went wrong immediately. <laughs> uh, I mean, blame. You got me there. 
Blaine, you were uh, we had a nice laugh in our uh, Twitter chat because on your uh, letterbox list you had uh, you had uh, the gay spiral, which I mean I guess really all of them are gay. I mean the Saw franchise is gay in general, but you had Aren't the they? you had the gay gay spiral on a uh, poster in your ranking and uh, gave me a good laugh. Uh, but how do you feel about a uh, spiral from the Book of Saw? I mean, you want to talk about forgettable. I honestly gave it so little thought that I completely switched out the spirals and put the gay one in there. Um, I honestly, if I could switch them out, I would. I love, I like, like you said, Devon, like we're all sisters here. Everybody loves spiral. It's, it's part of the family, but it's also like, I really appreciate that it was a dip, a toe dip into the water of like, okay, what are we going to do? when John eventually has to die and cannot like be part of the franchise anymore. And it was a really good um, exploration in, I guess, what maybe we can and can't do and avenues that are available to us and people who should not be in those avenues. Um, but I, you know, I appreciate it. I'm just not a big fan. Um, and I, I think also like the movie itself kind of became more about displaying Chris Rock's horror chops than anything else and it just became grating by the end and I think that's my biggest gripe with it not at all really the story or anything like that yeah I, I like your optimism in uh talking about it as a lesson you know like hey you know we tried a few things here because we are gonna have to do some Tobin bell Saw movies at some point like you know like we we are gonna have to I mean I know they're gonna try and jump back in the timeline apparently but eventually we got to do some other stuff and and they they tried stuff you know they tried stuff chris rock was a saw fan and just like really wanted to do it and you know and used his uh kind of clout to kind of make things happen for the franchise which is you know that's a kind of cool story behind it as well uh garrett how do you feel about spiral yeah i'm kind of in the same boat that a lot of the other folks on this panel are is that it isn't an offensively terrible film uh, in my opinion it's not the worst saw movie but it is just so kind of nothing um i certainly understand why this movie is what it is because when you have something like saw 3d not terribly well received a lot of that is because of convoluted timelines and all of these sort of things and then something like jigsaw which seems almost like embarrassingly still attached to the saw like jigsaw franchise and the name that it's like no we can still we're still hanging on you know at least spiral is in taking it in a different direction and focuses on new characters and really brings kind of new life into the series unfortunately i totally agree with noah that it is not like the 2000s new metal vibes in a way which is an insult like i want that to be a part of this series instead it's just kind of a poor man's seven which is just not terribly interesting to me that being said i do think that the film has a lot of interesting things to say about police uh, corruption and police brutality and kind of how that entire system is a cyclical problem that is happening and i think that the film takes a surprisingly nuanced sort of perspective into that uh chris rock as a leading man isn't super compelling to me i certainly understand and appreciate um his his passion for the series and i'm, I'm glad that he uh was so passionate enough to kind of uh, spur this into happening but for me as a as a leading man in the saw film isn't just terribly compelling but uh there are some pretty good traps in the film i really like the finger trap uh that's like such a uh i'm a big fan of when this series goes simple and especially does like kind of uh 
childlike games or something like that. And I think that this is a really fun, you know, everybody's put on a finger trap like that. And so uh, taking that up to the degree of a saw trap, I, I, I think is a really uh, creative idea. Um, I think the jigsaw, uh, uh, the, the new jigsaw kind of mentor, the devotee, I think is, is uh, a yeah, pretty interesting devotee. twist and angle. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's not quite like an apprentice, but he's no. more of just like a, he's just a fangirl, you know? Uh, get so to we, work we, with John. I appreciate that. Yeah. You didn't get to um, see I the think, drawings. Yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly so i think uh the twist works pretty well for me um it's certainly not an uh unwatchable saw film i just think uh, at worst it's forgettable for myself yeah uh saw in order just uh doesn't quite work for me you know i, I it's not at the bottom it is my number nine um and i do think it, it does have some interesting ideas like you said like taking john's philosophy and not trying to uh treat people but try to treat the root of something the 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 uh the institution of something is very interesting and i mean in kind of the gall to do that in a time where we were having lots of conversations about police brutality uh not that the saw franchise hasn't gone into socio-political things but we've also seen the franchise do it better in you know other films so it's like it's kind of hard to, you know, uh, appreciate it in that way. Um, but, you know, I think uh, I think this is a very good looking film, uh, as I'll kind of say with some of the other films. I think Darren Lynn Bowser makes the best looking Saw films, um, at, at least for Saw uh, aesthetics uh, from that uh, point. Like, I love how Spiral is just super hot. Saw City is in a heat wave. And I think that's like a very funny detail that keeps coming up throughout the film. And uh, and for me, not going to lie. I think Shank, I think Shank kind of eats in the third act. Like the the reveal is super predictable. Like he's the only body we don't see. It's very predictable. But I love um uh, Matt Matt Lingella. I think is how you say his name. Um, I, I think he's a very fun actor. But if you know him, he's a piece of shit in every movie he he's in. So you you know he's the bad guy. Uh, but like once he puts those gloves on and he starts uh you know talking all evil and twirling his mustache that's not there. Like I mean he he's kind of eating. And he wins. So, like, I, you know, I, I got to give a, a credit where credit is due. Um, so before we move on, uh, real quick, what is everybody's favorite trap from this one? Garrett already said the finger one. My favorite is uh, the, the tongue press at the beginning. I think that's a very great opening uh, trap. Uh, Noah, what's your favorite trap in this one? Uh, I'm also going to have to agree with you there. The the train got your tongue, as I, as I wrote it down <laughs> in my notes. Um, it, it's one of those things that, like, it, it seems like it's easily completable. The rules are very simple. It's just a matter of willpower, uh, which is one of the best parts uh, of, of creating a trap. It's very, very, uh, it, just seeing a new spin on that willpower part of it is very exciting. For sure. Audra, what's your, your favorite from Spiral? Mine is also the finger trap. I just really love the way that it defeat blues and just the cinematography in that film in general is honestly really great but i think the finger trap is the best one it's ter terrifying i really i i call it the uh wind chime uh trap it's the the wind and the glass like really mm. cutting up <laughs> that one cop oh it brought me so much joy because it was just so slow and painful <laughs> and that guy was a fucking piece of shit it was oh beautiful my God, the worst Oh my God, he was he was the worst. Yeah, he's he's definitely up there in uh, victims that kind of deserve the pain <laughs> that they got in, in proportion with the trap that they were in. Um, so uh, on to the number nine slot, which again also had thirteen points, um, but um, it did uh, get, make it to number six on somebody's list. So that brought it up a smidge. 
uh, from being at the very bottom. Um, so I'm going to kick it over to Audra to start us with Saw, the final chapter. Well, not really. So, so that one is pretty low on my list. Um, I just think that in general, it's not a bad, well, okay, never mind. It is a bad movie, <laughs> but it's a fun bad movie. It's, I, I don't like the direction that they went. And it's not their fault. They just had to, they, it was originally going to be seven and eight but they had to nix the eighth movie so they combined the scripts and then it ended up being a whole freaking mess of just all these different characters, all these different plot lines. And I fucking hate Bobby Dagan. He's one of the worst characters we've ever gotten in the series. He's just so annoying. He's a poor man's William Easton from Saw 6 is how I describe him yeah, usually. Pretty much. Um, and I really like what they, uh, I really like the twist with Dr. Gordon and some of the traps are pretty good. They're really brutal, especially towards women, which is, a lot of people have pointed out that there's a very strong, um, like, disdain towards the female uh, demographic in this movie. Um, I can I can see it. At the, like, I see it, but I don't see it at the same time. It's, it, it's definitely apparent, especially with Jill and how she's treated in that movie. It's just, it's just the mess, that movie. But I will say that it is extremely fun. And every single time I put it on, I have a blast. <laughs> Seeing Hoffman in his full Terminator uh, mode is just absolutely incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course, it's hard for me to uh, not get excited about Torn Face Hoffman. I mean, it's such a it's such a great look. If I wasn't growing my beard uh, this month, I was going to do it, but uh, I, I can't do it. So I'll save it for next year. Um, uh, but yeah, I think the misogynistic stuff only kind of sticks out because the rest of the franchise isn't like that. The rest of the franchise yeah. is kind of equal opportunity for all people to, you know, get pain and torture. But this one did feel a little bit pointed in a in a weird way. Uh, Blaine, uh, how do you feel about Saw, the not-so-final chapter? I love every 3D horror movie <laughs> because the acting is just so much more emphasized. It's just so, it's like to the nth degree just because everything is supposed to be coming at you, but they clearly don't know what exactly is coming <laughs> at you. So it's kind of everything all the time, all at once. That's that movie, right? But to me like this specifically like just the just a touch on the misogyny i mean it's apparent from the very first kill that it was just like what why are we doing this to this person anywho but yeah i just have a lot of fun with 3d films in general um and hoffman at this point i think i was just like okay that's fine he's in mm -hmm. he's he's part of this i have to accept him and he can go ahead and get it that's fine too Damn right he can. I mean, like, how do you get hotter with less face, you know? Like, I mean, uh, only Costas Mandalore can pull that off. Uh, Noah, where do you have this one sitting on your list? Uh, for me, this is also at number nine. Um, I, I guess, I mean, the more that I think back on it, it's it on the surface, it sounds like it could be really exciting, where it's somewhere between a revenge movie and also just a chaotic like last resort Hoffman is putting every single resource he has into just taking down as many people as possible including Jill and uh there's there's so much going on here um that that turns it into a lot of not a whole lot where it's like okay the Bobby Dagan stuff I would love to really focus on that because that feels so much like a really personal test something like saw three 
or even Hoffman's own, him being chased by the FBI, that could be its own thing. But all of it happening kind of at once um, feels like nothing is really, nothing matters to any of these things. When, obviously, when we get farther down uh, into the list, or I guess farther up into the list, um, there are more entries into Saw that have those kind of, you know, totally separate plot lines that somehow intersect and become parallel or perpendicular and cross in different ways. And it, and it all comes together in a satisfying, you know, they go through the ending montage of like, ha, stupid, you didn't see all these things before. And now all the pieces fit together. For me, this, this entry of being, you know, the final chapter, quote unquote, um, tries to do that, that, you know, oh, and all the pieces are finally together. Um, but it feels like you didn't watch all of the pieces come together because uh, so much is happening. Um, that's kind of my my main issue with it. Um, I think that the conflict inside of me is that some of these traps are clearly just absolutely balls to the wall. Um, and we'll get into the, we'll get into those, I'm sure. Uh, just so many good traps in this one that are more absurd than they need to be, frankly. Yeah, I think I, I think it definitely has the most bombastic traps. Uh, we'll see how many of them made it into the top sixteen. Um, yeah, and it and it has a little bit of a cheap look to it. And and I know Audra said this was supposed to be two films, but like you point out, like this is really like three potential Saw films like happening in this film, which like kind of makes it feel like a little bit of a clip show at times. Like sometimes we're just like kind of hopping from scenes and traps into the game and then back over here again. Um, it just, uh, it just, it, it feels weird. Uh, something about it just uh, kind of feels weird. Uh, Garrett, what about you? I also agree. I was going to say that, yeah, this movie has like an A, a B, and a C plot that none of, you know, which really come together in a satisfying way. Um, as much as I love Hoffman's rampage in this, and one of my favorite scenes in this entire series is Hoffman just throat stabbing Cinema. like seven police officers that's like a god tier line or a god tier season a scene in this series um so i love uh, all the hoffman stuff uh, i love that we have uh chester bennington and <laughs> a trap that's fucking ridiculous too um there's so much silly stuff in this movie uh the the public execution trap is is one of the re most ridiculous traps in this entire series um so I think that the, the the film does do some things right, uh, but unfortunately, it does just way uh, more things wrong. It's also the ugliest film in this entire series. The movie is like weirdly pink, and, uh, and just all the blood is like magenta. It's this disgusting. It's because of yeah. the 3D, it was the 3D conversion ruined I know, the blood. But boy, uh, watching it at home in 2D doesn't make it look too good, now does it? Uh, so yeah, just not uh, a fan of this one. Is my least favorite. This is a uh, number ten for myself. Um, I think it ends uh, the the fact that it's also like you know, for a lack of better words, like the last Saw film, it's not, but it's the last one, you know, canonically pretty much. And it's just what a fart to go out on, you know, it's just so disappointing. And for it to come together in such a lackluster way, I think it even makes it more uh, uh, kind of insult to injury here. So yeah, that is a uh, number 10 for myself. I think it would upset me more if this was the definitive end. And at the time, for a lot of people, it was, you know, so like I can see it being more upsetting then now that we have more and we have more to look forward to. I'm just like, oh, it's just another Saw movie. And so like I don't hate it uh, because uh, it's a lot funnier than I remember. Uh, again, uh, Slasher Hoffman, just like like both his escape scene and six and like his uh rampage and uh seven are like two of my favorite non trap scenes in like any saw movie 
Um, and so I mean, and but the real saving grace of seven is uh, Jill Tuck. Um, I need to take a moment to point out. I, I made a tweet earlier. You know, some people call Jill an apprentice, and I'm like, no, 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 she's she's not an apprentice. She doesn't give a shit about John's philosophy. She's only she is only trying to take Hoffman out because she just wants to be done. She she wants all these games to be over with. She's like, I'm done playing. Just like I want to live. And like that's really like so she's like pretty much over it in my eyes. So like I I never see her as an apprentice. Like Jill Tuck is her own woman is uh is who she is. You know, there's a reason she's Jill Tuck and not Jill Kramer. Okay, um, so uh put put respect on Jill's name for uh saving this movie, uh to a degree. Um, but yeah, it just uh feels a little too clippy. Uh, feels like kind of like a greatest hits compilation. Like um, it it does look very cheap. It does have some good traps though. It has some good traps and some good comedy and. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not a fan of the Dr. Gordon being retconned as the uh, the cleanup man behind the scenes for the past seven movies. Like, no, ridiculous. It's just that's so silly. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. But uh, but again, uh, some of the traps in this do work for me. I think probably my second favorite trap of the series is in this film, uh, which is uh, the Circle of Silence. Uh, this yep. thing is um, I mean, you want to talk about John's, uh, you know, feats of engineering. I mean, this is a nice sturdy fucking machine it's big it's got this circle it's got the pins going into it it's got the sound uh triggers on it but then the pain part is so simple with it being you know just your swallow fish hook and that's something you can actually imagine and you can mm -hmm. feel that pain a little bit more and like uh and i'll say that's probably my favorite bobby scene is just like after she dies he's just like why wouldn't you shut the fuck up uh it's just <laughs> like i mean like i was like yeah i mean in that moment yeah i am bobby for for just a moment uh you know so that this is one of my all-time favorite traps um uh blaine what is your favorite trap in this film i think it's gonna have to be jill's death with the reverse bear trap because something about that just felt really poetic to me because when i saw this it was the end all for the series so to me it made sense that jill would have to pay the price for john's you know um i guess moral ego you know mm -hmm. um and it just felt it felt very um unfair to me because i felt like again like jill was just trying to live her life she was just trying to move on um but i think it makes perfect sense that you know a straight white guy would try to get justice and end up hurting the person he loves the most so yeah i think that's my favorite but also it's just you know the tie-in to the og is fun too yeah andra what's your favorite trap in this one um i really like the horsepower trap um, with Chester Bennington, that's a really good one. Uh, though I do agree, I do love the reverse bear trap. Actually, finally getting to see it in action, even though it's on Jill, rest in peace, Angel. Um, it's still a really good trap. And I, I will say that even though um, the public ex execution trap is definitely very misogynistic, I kind of like it. I think it's fun. It's stupid. I don't know. I yeah, we're, we're breaking up with you is such an awesome line. <laughs> Makes the scene totally work there. Um, yeah, my favorite, uh, I agree with Devon, this uh, circle of silence is, uh, is one of my favorites. I think for myself, it is uh, number three for me of the entire series. So I think that's a great trap. But I did want to shout out because it's absolutely not going to be on any of these lists. But the 
two second cut to the lawnmower trap where you have people just hanging over like 50 upturned lawnmowers is hilarious. Like what a ridiculous fucking trap that I, I kind of wish was more in this movie because it's so over the top that kind of encapsulates this movie the best. It's such a Looney Tunes looking trap. Like it's hilarious. Uh, so funny. Uh, Noah, what's your favorite uh, trap in this one? For me, it has to be Chester Bennington's auto body shop. The the whole thing only because it's it's very like Rube Goldberg machine esque, um, mm-hmm. and it's like one of the few traps that we get in this movie there where you know a person's survival is not dependent on another person's choice, um, and that can work either really well or it can be kind of infuriating. Um, so to to go back to you know these people are shit. They are so bad and horrible and they deserve to be tested, but everybody deserves to live. It feels so very in the vein of what John's theology is, but at the same time, it is batshit crazy. It's so, the the amount of things that happen in such such a short time and then for everything to literally explode later uh, (laughs) is just so, it's so, so hilarious, honestly. Yeah, this uh this movie is a cartoon of a saw movie for sure. Like it, it, it this feels like uh the you'd see it on adult swim at, you know, 1 a.m. Somebody make an animated uh, version of this. Maybe it might be better. Um but let's go ahead and get to uh the number 8 uh film which was uh only separated by these other two by a couple points. So this one also very well could have been in uh either of these bottom slots. There's a clear bottom 3 here. Um uh so coming in at number 8 is a uh, Jigsaw's Yeehaw uh blaine uh go ahead and kick us off with a jigsaw oh heavens um so i have to (laughs) i have this as number three on mine because (laughs) i just i have so much fun with it i think the idea of i don't know and i just love the barn the the barn idea like and uh I think everybody there is such a huge piece of shit and it's so much fun. (laughs) This one specifically, I think because it's like, maybe I don't know why, because I I associate it with like um, chainsaw 3D and kind of having that effect of just like a little more rural and being a little more like sinister. Um, So the barn effect of it all is really great. And just the, (laughs) this, The shade that John has for his neighbor makes me so excited. Like, he's so petty and it's beautiful. Um, And maybe I like this movie for all the wrong reasons, but I'm here to fight for it. Yeah, I, I support your choice, and I'm, I'm glad that it does it for you. But saying it's like Texas Chainsaw 3D as a compliment is is wild. <laughs> that's craziness. <laughs> I'll die for that movie, too. <laughs> oh, my God, no. That's going to be a whole other episode. I mean, I, I used to be a bigger Jigsaw defender than I am now. Uh, upon rewatch, uh, it doesn't quite hit for me. Uh, it feels a bit uh, like a fan fiction Saw movie, which, I mean, is kind of part of it with, uh, with Eleanor's character, so I don't know if that was like what it was supposed to feel like but it, it kind of felt that way but uh but i am a defender of the murder barn i think it's a fun location it like looks good for uh some various saw traps people just hanging there's lots of chains in this one i like that there's lots of chains in this movie uh, for some reason uh so uh audra how do you feel about uh jigsaw it's my number 10 <laughs> i don't like it um like you said it's very much a 
fan fiction movie and the first time I saw it I I didn't even process the movie at all I had to rewatch it several times to really like everyone says Spiral's forgettable for me it's Jigsaw that's forgettable the only thing I really remember is Logan and Eleanor because I just think that they're genuinely good characters that I would love to see explored a little more but I just don't think it's too clean is my problem I think because it just it's despite taking place in a barn it's just so everything just feels so sanitized and just it just doesn't feel like saw to me at all um and even John in his brief moments I love his pettiness but he still feels kind of I just feel like his characterization is just a bit off for some reason I don't really know why it might just be because he's not in it enough or just the fact that it's called Jigsaw but Jigsaw's not really in it very much I don't know I, I do like the barn location and some of the traps are pretty cool but uh most of them just don't it just doesn't really hit for me I don't know why <laughs> I know I, I don't blame you it's uh it's at number 10 for me as well um, it, it kind of sits down there. And again, I don't hate it. Uh, I still, you know, I can still watch it and appreciate a lot of things about it. And for me, I think it's really frustrating. It's a frustrating movie. It's like they're trying to do new things, but also recapture the, the spirit of Saw while also coming back after so many years. So, I mean, this movie did have a tall uh, drink, uh, you know, to fill. And, and uh, you know, it, there's a lot of ambition. I won't say that the effort's not there. Uh, it's just uh, just uh, not not quite calibrated correctly. Uh, something something's just a, a smidge off. Uh, Noah, what about you? Yeah, it falls at uh, number eight for me uh, as well. And and I I can give it some credit. Um, I think that you know the the twists are just all right uh, for a saw movie. Um, having everything already have taken place uh, and repeating it again is a choice. Um, I do think that, uh, Audra, kind of what you had said uh, about the movie being clean, uh, Logan and Eleanor are way too hot for a Saw movie. Like, they're way too attractive mm. to be in Saw. Um, I agree. <laughs> and and I that, know. like, I, I in the way that, like, it feels like a really weird episode of, like, Castle or Bones or, like, it has that vibe to it. And it's really strange. Um, but I do think that like some of the some of the saving parts of it of having like throwing another apprentice in, I think is interesting. It it's a wrinkle that doesn't need to feel overplayed because that can happen, I guess. You know, there's there's nothing that's preventing that from happening. Uh the traps that we see John's or the trap that we see John specifically uh putting together of the shotgun is incredibly satisfying because again, it's one of those like you didn't really listen to the rules, did you? Um, and those are always fun to see. I do think that on the whole, a lot of the traps in this movie are either way too escapable or completely inescapable. Um, so there's that kind of element to it that just doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're rooting for or against anybody in this movie. And it kind of plops into a, you know, all right, I guess I just watched that. That's all right. Um, so yeah, that's that's my take. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, Garrett. Yeah, I was gonna say pretty much the same thing. Is like every facet of that movie is just utterly forgettable. I think uh, a Saw movie, uh, you know, kind of lives and dies by its traps. And I think a lot of the traps in this are either boring or just way too complicated. There's just too much stuff going on. It's like there's fucking lasers in this movie, even though this is a prequel. Like, what is what is this? What is this? It's madness. So yeah, for me, it is not the worst Saw film, but is the second to worst Saw movie. Uh, this is in my number uh, nine spot. It's just because. Because it's, it's just a bunch of nothing like it's not offensively bad 
it's not entertaining enough to be like a fun watch it's just sort of like oh yeah oh yeah jigsaw does exist doesn't it so yeah for me it's is a yeah it's not it i mean i agree on the quality but i disagree on the the un, uh unmemorable things because there's a lot of just really silly things in here that just like uh kind of just like make me laugh like uh with the jigsaw reveal this is a classic of uh example for john to be like hey i'm uh i'm not a murderer it's like he's like uh -huh, here's the key to your freedom and it's like john that doesn't mean anything to anyone you shot somebody in the face and he's like no 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 i they shot themselves in the face and it's like fuck you john like that like so there's there's some silly stuff in here um i'll say fuck logan um he is boring bland uh, just, just no, and I don't think he's good looking at all, I think he is, like, so boring, like, looking, he's just, like, uh, I mean, he's, he's big and broad, like, cool, I don't know, like, he's, I, I speak for the dead, shut up, no, you don't, like, uh, but Eleanor, they should have gave her more stuff to do, because I think Eleanor is great, she's hot, she loves dead bodies, and she loves traps for the hell of it, like, I mean, uh, what, what else is there, you know, so, like, um yeah there there's just a there 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 was potential there there was potential there and it just kind of didn't pan out um i mean and and i'll say this is easily the least gory of the films as well um uh so favorite traps real quick uh i like the i like the opening bucket heads i think it looks cool it's it's this like blue icy room they're chained with buckets on their head the saws on the on the wall literally welcoming you back to saw um, I think is uh, is really fun. I think it's a, it's just a it's a really good looking trap, and that's like oh you only need to nick yourself, and then like it's a a, a nice uh, nice welcome back. I think. Uh, Garrett, what about you for uh, your favorite trap in this one? I do like the Buckethead one. Also, uh, a, a good musical artist out there too. Shout out Buckethead. Uh, but <laughs> I like the leg wire trap. Uh, I think that's like a heightened version of like you know hitting your 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 you know your ankle on the side of something like stubbing your leg or something like that. So uh, I think it's fun. It's simple. Uh, it's it's relatable, not in like a ridiculous uh, way that again some of the later traps in this are. Um, so I would say that one. But I do think that the the shotgun keys is like an interesting interesting uh kind of play on that well so i like john's uh, cleverness but yeah he also is a straight-up murderer which is again that's it that's a that's no, a no, common no. thing you throughout they, all they of the themselves. saw films john be murdering people the entire time <laughs> uh blaine uh what about you for your favorite trap in this one i want to say the bucket head because that seems like a really easy trap but also one that like a group of people would not get and also like totally makes sense the way it works out but the other one that i just absolutely love because it's so stupid and there's no reason they wouldn't have survived that is the silo trap because why are you not just picking your fucking feet up and what like you you know how that this is physics you all went to high school apparently right this is how this and i could go on for days but um yeah i think between the two i'm gonna have to go with the silo because that just drives me fucking nuts apparently that is a very common thing uh, maybe it doesn't happen as much anymore but apparently it used to happen a lot people uh drowning in grain silos uh, didn't that just happen on barry that no uh, that happened oh, there we go yeah, yeah. don't don't <laughs> um uh noah what's your favorite in this one uh this is again this is going to be controversial i'm i'm making my stamp here um, and I think that there's 
Garrett, I can see you shaking your head already. Um, there, there's context. this motherfucker is going to be like, oh, the silo trap is the best. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no. Thank the, God. When when stuff starts falling, I was like, what in the Looney Tunes <laughs> hell is this? Um, no, I Drop the laser saws. collar for me is one of the more gratifying pieces, only because uh, I think Devon, I think you said it that this is easily the least gory saw movie and that's like super super frustrating that like there's just not enough and by this point we should be seeing if not a utilization of like over the top practical effects uh then we need some some of that good uh 2010 late 2010 cg uh you know gore and whatnot and uh bro's head splitting open like a demogorgon is just so insane and it's one of those things that like you can absolutely just look at that and not really even flinch and i think that that's fun um a lot of the earlier saw movies where it's like just really visceral stuff i'm kind of like ooh, i'm an adult and i need to cover my eyes um but uh the laser collar is fun it's stupid it's I i'm not even gonna go to bat for it saying that it's clever uh, but I like I like the uh, the amount of viscerality uh, in it. Yeah, I will agree that it is stupid. You and I are in <laughs> agreement on that. <laughs> and then Audra, what was your favorite on this one? Bucketheads. It's easily the mo most classic saw to me. Um, it's very iconic. Um, I, that's really the only one that I like. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I remember it like really uh, gripping me uh, whenever uh, the trailer was released for it. It was like gotcha hype, and then uh, I think the payoff for it was a uh, was a uh, very nice. Um, so now, uh, now that we're out of the bomb three, I think this is where things uh, start to get interesting. Um, uh, throughout the list. Um, so coming in at the number seven spot, um, I was uh, intrigued to see where this one would end up. Um, with uh, you know, maybe a recency bias, but uh, it does not appear so. Um, and uh, you already got our thoughts on this film uh, a few weeks ago. So, Garrett, why don't you uh, kick us off with uh, Saw X? Yeah, we talked about it, uh, as you said, just a few short weeks ago, kind of the, the impetus of this entire uh, month and, and theme. And I thought, uh, according to uh, TikTok, this is a controversial thought, uh, but I think that Saw X is just pretty good. Um, I think that there's a lot to like about the film. I like how much Amanda is in it. I like how much uh, Tobin Bell as Jigsaw is able to show off his acting ability because that's just not something that's like terribly present in a lot of these films. Saw 3, yes, but even still, he's bedridden for most of that movie. So being able to see like a a, a version of John who has conviction uh, related to these traps, I, I think is a real opportunity to see Tobin Bell's um, acting prowess. And, and if this is his last film i i think it's 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 a, a good way to kind of bow out here um i think that the film is unfortunately just bogged down by so many things that this movie chooses to do almost as a like well we're not going to do those other things like those other saw movies you know we're not going to to have these like uh overly convoluted sort of soap opera dramas and we're not going to have all of these you know uh different types of of uh, just random people in these traps. No, John is going to like have a reason for putting these people in these traps and, uh, and, and all of these other things that I just don't really think make a great Saw movie. I, I think the film doesn't bring up the fact that you know, Jigsaw is personally connected to these people. He always says, don't, don't make it personal, but he does specifically that. And the film doesn't really choose to comment on that at all. 
Um, there's a lot of questions that the movie raises, like how the fuck did Billy get in Mexico? What was going on with there? Uh, I think the twist of the film is easily the most boring out of this entire series. I think the twist is super, super lame. Uh, it does have a great antagonist, which the Saw films don't usually have, like an active villain in the film, which I thought was really cool. I also think, and we, we talked for a while about it, I know we were not all in agreement on it, but I thought I also think the traps of this movie are way too much. They're like really mean and really uh, complicated and seemingly are impossible. It's like, yeah, there's technically a way to win this, but I feel like if you did this trap to a thousand people, maybe two of them would survive. Like the traps in this movie are fucking impossible. Again, kind of feeding into that if the traps are going to be so mean and unwinnable in this, maybe make a reason for that. And if you're going to have this be personal for John, address that too, you know, and the film doesn't really do any of that. I think it does a lot pretty well and, and it is a good Saw movie, but I mean, people are riding this movie hard and I just don't frankly think that it deserves it. And there are a lot of other Saw movies that I think are uh, do everything that this movie does well, way better. Yeah, it's it's been interesting seeing uh, the the reception to this one, and and even though this is at seven, I think uh I think we can all agree that like we're in the next uh kind of bump up in tier of quality, you know, like this is uh, still a very I think very solid film for sure, and um it kind of came in the middle of a lot of uh lists here, um but uh who had it uh down at second to last? Uh, that was Blaine. Uh, you had this one uh pretty uh down low on your list. So uh, how do you feel about Saw X? So just again, we're all sisters here. All, we love all of the, you know, movies equally, and they're all beautiful in their own way. But for me, the thing that I love most about the Saw franchise is that it is so uniquely consistent compared to other horror franchises. Um, and I think of within that consistency, you know, Spiral was its own thing, which is fine, but Saw X really had the least amount of consistency. We didn't get the flashback to show us exactly where in the timeline we were. We didn't, I mean, we had that personal personal connection as well. And again, you know, the some of the choices with the traps, I couldn't understand if some of these were comments or commentary on like society and everything because we saw an influencer who was eating shit and everything like that and that's you know everybody was cheering for her to die at the end and that's great but um it's just i couldn't tell if some of the traps seemed a little more racist and like some of the um choices like making it impossible was that a choice made by the you know quote unquote accomplice or was that you know just a, a writing flaw it wasn't really made clear and that's where i'm just kind of like you did such a great job there was such a beautiful formula to this franchise and you just biffed it ever so slightly to make me feel uncomfortable and that's my biggest gripe with this i mean i can have fun with all of the other films and it's a good time i can accept all their flaws because in the end they follow the formula and they have their consistency and whatnot but this one strays just a little too far while trying so hard to stay within a storyline yeah the, this one kind of does an interesting thing where it does kind of test um one thing that john's pretty hypocritical about throughout the rest of the series is uh, whenever he loves to tell people don't make it personal 
and this one being the most personal i think is what kind of what drifts it into that territory maybe um but then that's also what a lot of people have been loving because you know we see them break john's heart in this film so then you are kind of and then you give him a extra evil person on top so then you are kind of like okay no like i do want this but then at the same time it's like it is a kind of conflicting uh for sure uh noah uh how do you feel about saw x my my opinion has been now that I've been sitting on it for um, a week or so, I don't know. My feelings on it are just kind of dropping a little bit further and further down. Um, for me, when I when I'd sent you my ranking, I was I felt pretty solid about it, and right now I have it at number five. Um, I just think the more that I think about it, um, the movie is a little bit racist. Um, <laughs> it's like definitely a little bit racist. Um, I don't love that the idea here is that there is an antagonistic force uh, that is worse than John Kramer. Um, not to say that he is outright antagonistic, um, but more so that he ends up being a hero um, is just very, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's odd. It it feels like it's written in a way that um, doesn't necessarily betray uh, the other saw entries but it certainly as as everyone has kind of said so far it does not follow that that consistent formula um i do think that like even though this film does really amp up um the gore and and it amps up kind of the really uncomfortable and unsettling nature of some of these traps um they don't play as oh and now you have to do this because you did this um, you know, we see a lot of times where it's like, you know, this thief uh, got caught or didn't get caught. And so now they have to cut off their stealing hands or, you know, you have to cut out your prying eyes and and using the traps to kind of elevate the fact that you are supposed to be reforming people. That theology, I feel like, is one of those things that, you know, when you watch these movies, that's kind of the question that you're left with is, you see these people that become reformed and, you know, are they really reformed? Are they a little bit messed up in the head or do they understand what John is trying to do for them here? It's just a revenge movie. And I can get with it. If, if that's how we present it as saying, this is John taking out, you know, his being stolen from and scammed, uh, you know, taking out his frustration on the scammers, which is, fine if that's what we're going for but at this point in his mentorship with amanda especially feels really confusing i don't know uh audra i know you have seen uh you've probably seen this the most out of any of us on the panel so um uh, what are your uh, most recent feelings on saw x i really like it <laughs> um obviously i feel like i wouldn't have seen it seven times if i didn't like it um yeah um i i have it as fourth for right now but I feel like it kind of can flip-flop with um five it's I have I have my gripes with it as well but I feel like as someone who really likes John as a character and Amanda as a character it really kind of fed me I guess um but I do agree that it is a little bit confusing as to why he's making it personal but at the same time he's made it personal before with um we'll get to it later with Saw 6 um but he has always been a petty um self-serving asshole even though he won't admit it and one of the best things about this movie is cecilia and her basically calling him out 
in front of everyone including the audience saying that oh well you are petty like what are you talking like he basically throws everything she throws everything that he says back at her or back at him yeah, so i feel like it's it's got a lot going for it the gore is really insane um and i agree that the traps are a little bit too mean <laughs> um especially um especially uh valentina's and uh mateo's it's just too it's just too much for it to they're survivable but at the same time he doesn't give them enough time to really make it so that they can actually survive and i feel like that time limit is really inconsistent in the franchise i feel like sometimes he'll give a minute sometimes he'll give two hours sometimes he'll give this but i feel like with something as intense as cutting your leg off and sucking the bone marrow out i feel like you should get a little bit more than three minutes i don't know yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The, the fact that somebody in the first Saw movie gets like a fucking day to cut their and they cut their ankle off. You know, <laughs> somebody has to do all of that in like a minute. You know, it is inconsistent. That's I think that that's the word that a lot of us are saying. And again, I, I think Devon and I had mentioned a lot of like there are things that fans expect in this franchise. And if you're delivering a 10th installment and you want to divert away from that, that's fine. But I think there needs to be a conversation happening in the film as to why this movie is going away from that. If John, if this is a revenge film for John, have Amanda comment on that. Have John reflect on that. Maybe this this is a lesson for him as to, and he then imparts that information onto other people and says, no, this is why this is so important because he's been on the other side of that. But no, it's just kind of like trying to lure the audience into that sense of like, no, fuck these people. They deserve what's coming to them, which, yeah, they do. Some of them, to be clear, some of them I don't think are as deserving. We talked a lot about that of like, you know, the complacency of the other people and did they, you know, do they know what they're getting into and that kind of thing. So it's a fine line, but unfortunately I think the film uh, just kind of goes in the other direction. And for me, uh, and it seems like for a lot of these other panelists um, doesn't work as well, but uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, uh, Audra really likes it. And then um, a lot of people on TikTok seem to really love this. And it's also the freshest film in the franchise by like a very wide margin, which is crazy to me. That that That's a pretty wild part too. And and again, like I, I watched this at one angle and I'm like, yep, this is a Saw movie. It has a lot of the same Saw things in it that we've seen. Um, but at the same time, it also doesn't give them, you know, it, it doesn't put in the work, I guess, that a lot of some of the other movies do. Um, like it, like if you're going to do something like you can't cut the corners, you know, and I think that kind of ties into like, you know, I'm not going to retread um, the thoughts that me and Garrett had on our Saw X episode in regards to, um, uh, you know, the, the setting and, you know, who's being uh, 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 tested and all these kind of things like that. But I'll say that is like they obviously wanted this movie to be a showcase for John and for Amanda in a certain way. And yeah, we get that. And that's great. And that's going to appease the fans. But then does that kind of cover up some of the corners that they cut uh, into getting there? And it's like, because on one hand, I see this as a good example of those movies. That's like, yeah, you can have empathy for a villain, but like it still doesn't make what they're doing right. You know, so it's like, I don't see him as a hero. Like I do see this as him being kind of a little extra vindictive. But like uh, someone said, you know, we don't have a moment where John is reflecting on that. We don't get that in this movie. Like it, it's nope, we're riding off into the sunset. We're dropping off bags of cash and we're on to the next adventure. Uh, you know, so it's like if we did have that moment at the end where we do have like one more conversation between John and Amanda about like 
hey, uh, what just uh, the the way that game uh, went down got kind of out of hand, right, John? You know, like uh, you know, if they had that one conversation, um, I think it could have uh made made the film a lot better. Um, but uh, even though the traps are very mean, um, I do I mentioned in our review that uh, I like uh, kind of the the shabby on the flyness of them. So uh, for a real quick round of favorite traps, um, I really like the radiator one. Um, it's kind of simple. Again, I don't know what it is about me and chains. Um, but like, uh, it's just good imagery the way that she's like kind of suspended in the air and then you have the radiator and then just like, uh, you know, she, and she kind of has the best chance. Like she's just got, you know, smash her hand and foot. It's very simple, huh? But, uh, you know, but fairly simple, but the, uh, this movie I'll say is maybe the third funniest saw movie. Because the the moment where she like gets the one and the radar goes away and she like slides over and then you just see it it position right back in front of her was fucking hilarious like that 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 got a pretty good laugh out of the crowd and like there's a there's some great comedy in this with John and his drawings uh John and his daydreams like I mean there there's some really funny you know, do the scary voice John like I mean we get some good lines in here too so I mean I think there's uh, a lot of good. But then, yeah, kind of the more you sit with it, um, the more you think about it. It's kind of one of those ones where you're like, mm, yeah, no, I, I kind of would rather be watching one of the other ones right now. So, uh, uh, Audra, what's your favorite trap in this one? Um, I was originally putting um, the brain surgery trap on there, but I think after thinking about it a bit more, I really like the eye vacuum trap. I think I just really love like the fact that it's just his imagination and he uses everything that he sees in that room as he's imagining it in the trap and just kind of on the fly thinks of all of this and he doesn't even think I, I actually tweeted this the other day where he doesn't even see the, the guy survive in his imagination he doesn't even let the guy live in his own brain which is just really solidifies that he's just a petty vindictive asshole and I think that's kind of great <laughs> I think it is a really interesting uh, glimpse into John's mind and I, I love how um we were all assuming what was going into someone's eyes we didn't assume what was coming out um I always think that's a kind of fun flip on that uh Noah what about you in this one for me the the pipe bombs in the forearm is so like absurd and so ridiculous <laughs> but um I love the fact that out of all of these showing that it is completable is is i think really gratifying because um if he had not been able to successfully complete that challenge it'd be like well yeah of course not um but you know out of everything where literally installing bombs into somebody's arms and having to cut them out um again is one of those like willpower tests that uh that's really exciting it's super super tense um and the fact that he completes it um is is i think very satisfying um mostly because a lot of these yeah we've talked about it like having to saw through your own leg with a wire yeah that's that takes willpower but you know it's just not it's just not realistic in the sense that you know that's that's virtually impossible um i think that the the bombs in in the arms uh is is super fun that's just like for being a trap of of having to cut your own arms open you could spin that a million ways and being like yeah you have to cut your arms open uh your hands are duct taped you're using medical scalpels and you're going to explode um it's just so it's so insane i love it yeah the 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 two-parter with the bone marrow is just a lot and then in our last episode we just watched uh, would you rather which kind of made me think about this trap where they stab someone in the leg but he hits the artery 
if she's cutting her leg off, she's cutting the femoral artery. So she is dying, like, regardless if she completes this or not. So I never even thought about that for this trap. Like, she, she's totally just dead, uh, uh, which is, yeah, kind of pretty fucked up. It's a fucked up way to start the game, John. Um, uh, Blaine, what's your favorite in this one? Oh, my God. I am going to start a campaign for Paulette Hernandez's performance as Valentina. No, because, she's great. She is great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beautiful in every way. Like, if if I have to cut my leg off with a wire saw, give me three minutes because I'm <laughs> such a procrastinator that I would wait down to those three minutes. And that's the only time I'm going to get anything done. So I think it was really well thought out, honestly. And what about you, Garrett? Um, I do want to uh, uh, shout out the like weird post credit scene trap in this uh, for a few reasons. One, <laughs> epic bad luck is one of Hoffman's best. That's an incredible line. But also, what was going on with that trap, man? He just had this weird like box with little forks on it. Just like, what the fuck is that? They also stay and watch him. Like John usually kind of scurries away and watches from afar, but he's literally just standing there, like you're gonna lose your fucking stomach in a minute. But uh, I also agree, the eye vacuum trap is excellent. I think not only is it just a great saw trap, like in earnest but also it's filmed really well. The fact that it's like the poster for the movie, but is like a fake out in the film, not only like is one hilarious, but two really does, as you were mentioning, like contribute to John's characterization that he goes throughout his day and just thinks of these crazy ass traps. And then that paired with the moment where he's on the park bench, like doodling a saw trap is great. So yeah, I think it is a, it is like such a great way to kind of like start off the movie. It's funny, but it also dives into John's psyche, which is essentially what this whole movie um, is about. So yeah, that one just works for me in like uh, every way. I would say, honestly, for me, that's like, a top 15 saw trap oh man uh laughing at epic bad luck just gave me uh the, my second surge uh, as we uh power on it's through so this good. episode it's so good <laughs> and, and do you think maybe he was uh just gonna give the guy the scar that he was lying about like what if john's like yeah maybe i'm not even trying to he's just like here you you wanted a scar i'll give you a scar because he's feeling kind of sassy in this exactly in this that's what i'm saying he's vindictive he probably would do something right now, like that and that's 100%. why he's just watching he's like oh i'm not gonna kill you i just want to give you the scar um so i don't know maybe that that could be it. who knows but uh so next up at the number six slot ooh boy this is uh where the conversation is juicy people um because uh i would say this one at number six is uh, is a fan favorite um i see a lot of people call this their number one um it did get a number one pick this one also got a last place pick which uh i think uh brought it down uh, a few notches so this is uh this is very interesting because I and I think it's uh I think but I do think it's apt to be back to back with Saw X because I think they kind of share a lot of similarities. Um, so at number six is uh Saw Six. So uh, somebody had this at number one. Who had that at number one? Oh, Saw Six is my favorite movie. It's one of my all time favorite movies in general. I really like this one. I think that all of the traps are fantastic every single one of them is a banger from the opening with pound of flesh to the shotgun carousel to everything in between it's all great even the ones that aren't so great are still great um i love william easton as a character i think that he's incredibly well written well acted his arc is fantastic the fact that you can literally see him change as the game progresses and the way that he would 100 percent change everything if he actually got the chance to live is just 
I, I feel like that that's what would have happened. Um, the sto- I think that it's also a great chunk of the story. It's the one that made me actually like Hoffman as a character. I think especially um, when he goes on his rampage during the FBI. The FBI scene where they yeah. find out that he was actually the Jigsaw Apprentice is probably one of the best scenes in the entire franchise for me. And especially the fact that it's literally right after the shotgun carousel, the best, my, fa- my personal favorite trap of the franchise it's just a great movie and i don't know i think everything i think it's just a great section of the story it's a great all the great traps are in there um it has a great protagonist and i like hoffman in it i like jill in it too i think jill actually gets a lot to do in it and she actually manages to be a great character in this one so yeah that's my thoughts yeah uh this one um was a, a shocking uh jump for me up my list uh this made the biggest jump on, on my rewatches as to i had it kind of fairly low and uh this shot up to my number two um, so it kind of had a very large leap. Uh, I appreciated, uh, yeah, kind of everything about this. And I'll say, um, maybe the best acted Saw movie of the series. Um, I mean, between Peter Outerbridge, I mean, you got Jill Tuck serving. You got, You've got uh, Roderick, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Roderick. I mean, he eats. I mean, I mean, I think this is maybe the best acted of uh, maybe any of them. I mean, I, I, I forgot how much of uh, Tobin Bell is in this movie. I mean, he's in this movie a pretty good portion uh, of the movie, uh, which is uh, very surprising uh, as he's been dead for three movies. Uh, the, the Magic of the Saw series, guys. Um, uh, Noah, where did you have uh, this one sitting? Uh, for me, it, it's interesting like hearing uh, a lot of good things about this movie not because i think it's bad i don't think it's i don't think it's that bad for me this is fairly low this is number seven for me um and and i think that really the thing that's holding me back from loving this movie is the completely personal petty nature of it i think that aside of like all of that for me i feel like this would work better with Tobin Bell's perspective as Jigsaw during the game Um, to have Hoffman be the one kind of in control of everything, or at least monitoring everything um, takes away from the fact that it is personal. So it's still personal, but it's not, you know, for, it's not for John like gratifying, you know, it's, it's something that we kind of put together as an audience. Um, I do think though, the reason that I like kind of love this movie, but still can't, love it um is uh, as pretty much all of us have said so far that that william easton is absolutely great as the person to <laughs> to pick on i guess is the the best way to put it um because he does suck um <laughs> and forcing him to make all of those choices um is really really uh enjoyable especially uh, when he gets pumped full of acid at the end because it's like oh my god he he just went through all of that work uh, and to have his life now in somebody else's hands um, is uh, really enjoyable, but also really frustrating because it's like you just spent the entire movie uh, rooting for him as he's going along, having to make those choices and being able to make choices and understanding the rules of the game. Um, I, I do like that uh, the game is very separate from what's happening with Detective Hoffman, um, that that's its own thing and it feels equally as important um and equally as crazy um so there's a lot to love about this movie i just think that uh i think that when it comes down to it having like we've talked about before having it be a personal vendetta is really tough knowing that we are three movies in with john kramer dead um Mm -hmm. that there's there's nothing to really 
come from that uh, because of the, this game. So, you know, it's it's one for me that has kind of fluctuated in where it sits. Uh, but for me right now, number seven is where I put uh, Saw 6. In, uh, in the episode I did with Pot and Pendulum on number six, um, I made the claim that I would say, and, and I still don't know if I even truly believe it, but I think William is the closest to actually learning something through this like truly learning something like he, he has a complete character arc like i mean amanda and hoffman have their arcs but it takes multiple movies for them you know like i mean he has a pretty complete arc in this and which makes the ending even more tragic when he does learn but it's like ah, doesn't matter I'm too little too late maybe she'll learn a little bit faster um maybe he shouldn't have just been a dick to begin with you know so it's like uh kind of fascinating in that way and uh and i do like that uh, the way that this movie is set up again, the the magic of uh, the Saw series is uh, Hoffman is on the run um, and he's trying to distract the police. So he goes, oh, yeah, here, let me set up that one game that John wanted me to do with that insurance guy. Let me set it up real quick to distract the police so I can make my getaway is uh, is very funny to me uh, structurally. Um, but, uh, you know, so we had somebody had a number one. We have a couple people with it uh, in the middle. We have somebody with this at dead last. Uh, Blaine, that was you, correct? It was. Um, to me, watching this in real time as the franchise premiered, this to me was the first assault because this is where they broke consistency and he got personal and I was like, that's not okay. And then this fucking Hoffman, I see this is, I wasn't on board with Hoffman in five. And then we have this little bitch thinking he can just do his own thing and make it all about him. Like, I'm sorry, we are still getting to know John and he is such a beautiful and rich character, but you're dumb ACAB motherfucking, oh my God, I can't with him. So sure. Um, it's it's all creative and fun, but the story itself is what um, really fucks me up. Oh man, you're you're breaking my heart. You're breaking my Hoffman heart. Uh, I mean, because I mean, but but that's exactly what it is. Like I, you're the only other pe person that's really gotten it though. Is that's Hoffman's whole thing? Is he's trying to outdo John. He's not trying to live up to his legacy. He's trying to outdo it, and that's what happens. And then he gets lost in the sauce. And in seven, he's goes full. He, he breaks. He, he's a broken man. Uh, so it's like, yeah, like that is his whole thing. Is he he wants to outdo John and like use his legacy uh, for his own gain. So it's like that's why that's why Hoffman's my boy. He's so cutthroat. Uh, he does it. He just does his own thing. You know, like he, he he's a rogue agent. He literally. Um, uh, Garrett, well, where do you have Saw Six sitting? Uh, I have it also at number seven, and I hate to like rain on the parade, but I also don't really care for this movie. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of the traps in this film are really frustrating because they frequently put like innocent people in it. Mm -hmm. Like there's literally one guy in this who John is like, he's a smoker. <laughs> so he's in the trap. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like he's got a smoking problem, man. Like it's an addiction. It's a disease. Come on. But John, have some compassion for him. Exactly. exactly. It's so fucking silly. He's like, but he knows that smoking is bad. It's like everybody fucking knows smoking is bad, John. Okay. Um, and then the shotgun carousel. I appreciate uh, Audra's uh, uh, love of this trap. <laughs> I think it is a terrible trap because the fact that it's like it's funny it's funny as fuck but the fact that it's like kill four of these people it's like sorry john like that's fucking murder dude like that's not how that works if you say 
two of these people can survive and that's it. Like I, the trap would be so much better if he could like stab his hand every single time and save as many people as he could like, and sacrifice his own body to save others. Like that's my frustration with this is there's so many people in this who the, them being in the trap is frustrating. I, I like the acid kill. I think that that's a lot of fun. But the fact that he does learn this lesson, but ultimately his survival isn't about the lesson that he learned. So it just kind of feels like, what's the point of all of this if he could just die by the end anyway? Uh, but Pound of Flesh is an incredible, incredible like series highlight for me. So yeah, the, the, the Pound of Flesh, and I assume we'll get into favorite traps, is my favorite. It is number five for me uh, and just in general. I think it's really gross and effective and i love how it's like this you know versus like you have these two people who are like trying to outdo one another and he's like cutting off his side but she fucking sends it and cuts off her own arm all that shit is great um i do like hoffman in the film i love him kind of slipping and just doing again like devon had mentioned doing this saw trap sort of on the side uh i think that that's great uh but unfortunately a lot of the traps in this are what kind of uh weighs it down for me man i think uh, a lot of these are just not not quite it again smoking's a disease john like addiction you're, is a disease let him let him have it just man. let him have a couple cigarettes <laughs> you're wild i didn't i didn't realize like how how low you were on this one garrett like i'm sorry, learning buddy. new things i feel betrayed a little bit this is my number two right. i'm sorry this, this, this shot this shot way high up my list to number two and like for me like this is like this is kind of doing a, a, almost almost all the saw things i want to be doing it's not my number one but like i mean this is really i mean it's got you you want the soap opera stuff we got it you want traps we got it you want hoffman rampaging we got it you want jill tuck we got it like i mean no but uh, why do why are we insisting that we like jill tuck you've said that a few times here <laughs> oh, the, oh the world loves jill tuck you don't no, even know no 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 please get her out of these movies you she is like so un in a, in a, uninteresting who cares what fucking jigsaw's <laughs> wife is doing like get her out of this you're saying no, that she wants to like meet her no no i J jill I... tuck is such a boring character like i <laughs> you know stick to the to the story here not what's happening on the perimeter of it jill tuck i, I, I care kind for, of agree i care for you thank jill you tuck. thank you <laughs> don't, don't listen to the haters do she's unbothered guys uh to uh to steal audra's tweet from earlier and but like but for me it, it the traps uh, i think this is kind of a great melding of hoffman's ideologies and john's ideologies because this is john's designs but this is still hoffman executing it and i think what they do is they uh i think the traps are really great i think there's some of my favorites in this um uh, whether it be the shotgun carousel is a total showstopper like that's gonna be my favorite for sure like it's the most dramatic it's loud you get some fun acting on the carousel but what this movie does with a lot of it is because Hoffman showed in five, um, you know, he's interested in people making choices. Uh, John is, you know, kind of more like wants you to find the will versus Hoffman wants people to make choices. And that plays well into William's whole thing because his whole insurance company goes by this algorithm, you know, and like it's like, oh, I, I trust the algorithm, the numbers, the people don't matter. And he's putting that to the test in these traps. And I think that is a very great display of John's ideologies uh, in collaboration with Hoffman, uh, you know, Hoffman uh, executing his designs for him while on the run. So, I mean, again, Hoffman's nice with it, okay? Uh, he's a slippery bastard, and he is nice with it. So, um, I mean, me and Garrett got our favorite traps in there. Uh, I mean, Audra, do we even have to say your your favorite uh, trap in this? I mean, it's, it's your Twitter <laughs> handle. It's literally my Twitter handle. Um, yeah, no, I love, I love, the shotgun carousel so much. I, 
I think that in terms of like, I, I, I can understand where Garrett's coming from, and I do agree that it's kind of stupid, but John's <laughs> always been like that. He's just he's just a vindictive asshole. Everyone dies. He theatrics. It. It's about the theatrics. Shit, I will say, uh, you not... have to look at me when you're killing me <laughs> is awesome. That's like full sin. It's what a incredible. great line. And the, the, he fucking Oscar. eats that line up too. It's so, so good. <laughs> no saw victim as eight I, like, I, like that. i think i think like from what the th theatrics of it all like the flashing lights the fact that it's all behind a bar behind the, the fact that the camera is it's usually the camera is following people around but the, they're following the camera so like it's or you know they're going around in circles instead of the camera circling them i think that's really fascinating and i think the fact that like the way that they're all arguing over each other and they're all coming up with ways to try to save their own life mm -hmm. And they don't really work. And then by the end of it, you get a straw that he puts his hand there before he even sees who's next. And I think that that's incredible because he's not even really paying attention to what they're saying. He's just done with it. He wants it over with and he doesn't really care who's next. But at the same time, he's, you know, he's kind of broken by the end. And I think that it's pretty, pretty beautiful. <laughs> but I also really love the pound of flesh. That one is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> it's incredible trap. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, 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 Simone, I want her coming back. I want her. She's pissed off. She's missing an arm. She's she needs to be the jigsaw hunter. Uh, writers, get at me. Uh, uh, Blaine, what is your favorite uh, trap in Saw Six? This is where Audra and I can meet on this film because I truly do love that shotgun carousel so much. It really brings back the needlessly viciousness of the first couple movies and their traps. And it just makes you agonize and argue with the people you're watching with of who should die next. And you just really get caught up in how petty and ridiculous it is. And I'll watch that like on loop for hours. I, I'm I'm right there with everybody. It, it's all the way the shotgun carousel. Um, the entire message of choice throughout uh, William Easton's just uh, like his traps and his game is all about the fact that as an insurance adjuster he can only choose who lives and dies and how many people are saved and when you have like the the hanging you know the barbed wire hanging and it's a choice between two people or whatever it is you know bringing it all the way to the 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 logical conclusion of only you know a few of these people that you choose can live and that's how he forms his algorithm um at that point it's i i feel like it's really uh i feel like it's fun to watch and also a little heartbreaking to watch that he understands that uh as a character he understands the message that's being sent to him that through his choice of who lives and dies then you know that those are kind of the consequences but and it just goes all out and is like Oh yeah, you you learned your lesson. Yeah, okay. Only you know, only a third of these people can live uh, again. And he's like, I I understand. I get it. I know. And it's just so fun. It's so so fun. All right. So that takes us into the top five. We are. Uh, this is. Uh, this is the cream of the crop. Uh, at least uh, from this panel right here. Um, I want to so, say before we continue, all of my bottom five picks have already been talked about. So I'm just saying my top five seems to be the consensus wow. here. So I'm excited to get into the nitty gritty because this is where I feel like the conversation will get really interesting. Oh, man, that is fascinating. You have all your top five in the top five. Uh, I need to double check on my list. Um, but so coming in here at number five with 34 points, um, this was a, a surprise. Uh, or Wait. Oh, actually, sorry. Uh, coming in at 29 points. 
uh, coming in at the top five. And I mean, I was kind of shocked to see it make it uh, up this high, um, uh, to be honest, because I don't see people talk about it a ton online. Um, but uh, coming in here at number five with 29 points is uh, Saw 4. Um, Saw 4, the bridge movie uh, between the two trilogies, the original trilogies. Uh, Noah, you want to kick us off with uh, your feelings on Saw 4? I, I'm very much a fan of Saw 4 um, in a way that's like you have to love it for what it is. Um, for me, it's landed right at number six. Um, so just almost breaking that that top five for me. Um, but you do have to love it for what it is when the question is, where do we go now that John Kramer is dead? And the answer is uh, literally the next minute. How about that? <laughs> um, you, you can't be upset about that. You really can't be upset about that. And I feel like taking those pieces of, you know, oh, I guess that is still kind of hanging out there. And, oh, that, that does raise an interesting question. And, you know, what effects does this have? I feel like those things are done in a way that stays consistent. It, it kind of keeps up with, uh, proving that there's more story to tell and it solidifies the apprentice and the the reformed uh, survivor kind of idea that that jigsaw is going for um, I feel like that comes through well even though I don't love all of the traps um, I think that it, it the story here especially with uh, Strom and Agent Perez um, is just really fun to kind of follow along with as well as part of that to make that uh, a little bit more prevalent um, and having that continue on through the rest of the films, um, seeing software as kind of the foundation, I just think it's really fun, you know? I mean, I'll say for one of my starting thoughts is um, this might be controversial for the list. This might be my most controversial thing. I think this is the best twist of the series. Um, I, I, whenever I was watching, um, I remember the first time I was marathoning this, and like, you know, like I was doing it all in one sitting. So it's getting kind of late at this point, you know, and like four, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm there, but I'm like, I'm, I'm barely hanging on a little bit, you know, but then as that third act starts coming together and then we learn that this is a side cool bridge movie happening at the same time, I could not believe it. And I go, oh, we are in now. Like I, I I'm here for this series, like the audacity to do that is just so great uh so like this this movie like uh is a is a nice like uh i think it's a nice second wind you know like okay we're we're gonna head into a new thing here in a bit so like let's finish some things up here let's uh set up some stuff here and uh, uh let's keep trucking you know so like i think the structure for this one is uh very fascinating um uh blaine where did you have this one on your list this was number four on my list because it just makes so much fluid sense. They did such a beautiful job marrying the two trilogies together with this inclusion of a Wahlberg out of nowhere. And then just the awesome character of Strom. And as a person who once thought that they were in love with Luke Danes, but then grew up and realized they just really wanted to be Luke Danes, seeing Strom there um, really bringing the dad or hot dad energy um, was very refreshing. But again, like, I just, I think the traps were really cool. The traps really had me squirming in my seat the first watch uh, when it originally came out and then visiting it time and time again, you still get those OG goosebumps. And um, yeah, it just makes sense. And I'll, yeah, I'll go to bat for it every time. Noah, earlier you said Logan was too hot for Jigsaw. Um, have you forgotten about, SWAT Lieutenant Riggs, like, oh my Here, goodness. I mean, 
you're right, but Ooh. also he's he's such a broken character. He's a flawed man, and Logan is just he's just white guy. You know, exactly. I just <laughs> you know. I also am a really big fan of Saw 4 uh, for myself. This is my number three pick. Uh, and I think that this film, yeah, like Noah was mentioning, like Saw 3 ends, Jigsaw's fucking dead. And you, the audience is asking, like, where do we go from here? And for the sequel to be happening, like, concurrent to the prior film, I think is just so great. A lot of people dunk on this film saying that, like, the plot of this movie is just the cop, you know, you know, uh, learning about the plot from Saw 3, which I think is really reductive and silly. Um, I think that, that this movie, movie i totally agree with devon has a fantastic twist i think the the reveal of not just that but who is this next jigsaw killer i think is great this movie is a whodunit and 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 that reveal is just done so well i also love that the victims in this saw movie generally speaking not everybody generally speaking deserve it like a pedophile dies in this one like pieces of shit die in this one it's not some guy who needs to quit fucking smoking you know marbles <laughs> like i think uh, uh the people who uh populate this movie i think are really interesting i'm not a huge fan of uh, uh daniel rig as a character um a cab for sure and the, the, his lesson that he needs to learn is to be less of a good cop you know i just that doesn't quite work for me but i do like that we also this has really been mentioned yet we get to spend a lot of time with jigsaw in this and kind of learn his like origin story and see the very first saw trap like that's really exciting and very compelling and getting to see kind of how this all began i think is great so i think that there's a lot of moving parts in this film but i do think that they come together in a really satisfying way towards the end yeah i, I got distracted by a uh, shirtless rigs there for a sec and thinking <laughs> about john putting a shotgun in between hoffman's crotch and uh i mean uh, this is a this is a hot horny movie guys uh and i'll say uh again this is like kind of like a victory lap for darren lynn bowsman i think this is maybe one of the most visually striking uh of the saw movies um uh for me so like uh, i mean this is a this is a really good looking movie uh of filmmaking and uh the cast because uh art blank also god damn uh, uh so audra where does uh saw four sit for you Software is right in the middle for me. I really like it, but at the same time, I can understand why people don't like it. It's kind of that bridge, and, you know, it's the start of Hoffman's arc, and people, there are a lot of people that really don't like Hoffman, <laughs> so I understand why people don't like this one. Um, but uh, I, 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 pretty much everything that I wanted to say has been said. It's an incredible twist, probably one of the best in the series, hands down. I still remember seeing it in theaters, and it blew my little mind seeing uh, Jeff from three show up i was like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely incredible um i really like strom and perez's um uh their dynamic is really great and i really like john's origin story as well it's pretty sad to see how he became the way he is but at the same time it's like he's an incredibly broken and petty horrible man and i'm sure even beforehand he was probably pretty petty too before he lost Gideon and before you know all of the everything happened to him um and I also really like Jill in this movie even though I will say that I don't love her character I do think that she really shines in this movie her acting is really great and the fact that she's constantly being pitted against people is just sad in general she's just always being harassed and abused by the men in the series usually cops um so that's kind of sad and I love Rig Rig is great he's a great character he's hot he's sympathetic and he's just great and the traps are all great too i think that they're i mean not every single one of them hits for me but i do think they're all pretty great and all the people that deserve to be in there deserve to be in there and they get pretty gruesome ends so 
as the uh, resident Jill Tuck hater on this podcast, I also think that she's very uh, uh, good in this movie and is the most well-utilized yeah. version of her character and is has a lot of relevance to, to John's arc and a lot of relevance to the plot. And you're right, a lot of the shit that is thrown at her in this film, I think, uh, gives makes the character more likable. And, and, you know, you kind of root for them until they eventually kind of are taking up too much space. Go away. You know, <laughs> you had your time to shine in four. Now go away. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, uh, see, I mean, how can you hate Jill Tuck? Because I mean, she spends 75% of this movie just getting yelled at, like people in her face yelling a lot. And it's like, I don't, just... I don't, I mean, I just, I gotta say that I don't hate her. I just think that she's boring. <laughs> I know. It's just like, I, I just, I, I feel so bad for her is my whole thing. Like, I just feel bad for her. But, uh, but yeah, like, uh, the, the traps across the board are all very solid, like good looking. We got some really gnarly ones. Um, again, like kind of, the the traps feel different you know to to introduce us to hoffman you know and like you know what uh he's kind of been working on on the side um you know uh, is really fun it's really fun to see um kind of the the setup of it all and i think again like yeah it being a bridge movie uh, might not be the most exciting thing but like if you want these movies to continue you kind of need it and i think it really passes the baton off into the next trilogy in a unique way of uh kind of reassuring fans of being like hey uh, just because we just killed off Jigsaw doesn't mean the fun's over. Like, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're just we're just getting going. Also, and, uh, uh, Jigsaw uh, shows his cock in this movie. And that's, does. you know, that's it, deserving of a few points, at least. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, many, many points uh, for sure, uh, because I, I call I call Hoffman and uh, John the petty gays. Um, cause I know, I know they, we talk about like, oh, he's like, he's a uh, Hoffman, Amanda's dad. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, Hoffman's like step daddy coming in and trying to be hot shit. And like, that's, that's their like, dynamic for me. And, uh, in this movie is, uh, where I see that. And, uh, again, yeah, I just uh, really like the look of it. Uh, one of my favorite renditions of a uh, hello Zepp as well. Um, I, uh, you know, shout out Charlie Klauser doing all the scores, uh, for these films. And, uh, it's uh, kind of one of my favorites. Um, uh, so a quick round of uh, favorite traps. Um, I think there's a, a few really good options in this one. Um, um, I will have to say probably uh, the mausoleum, probably. Um, I, I, think, uh, I think it just kind of looks really good. Again, people are chained up to something. Um, one of them's got their eyes closed, one of them's got their mouth shut, and it like kind of introduces the angle of people having to work together, which we'll kind of see uh, in later films. And uh, but it kind of introduces that angle, but it's also really easy because Art Blank can see an axe and he could just like cut his mouth open and easily won. But like, you know, uh, it, it, the mausoleum just like looks really nice. Again, I, I love the way this movie looks. Uh, Garrett, what's your favorite trapping for? Um, I'm a big fan of the elaborate, like movie long traps. So I think the ice block trap is is really great because it's really related to Detective Riggs and his, you know, his lesson that he learns or doesn't learn in this film. And for that to come back in a really active way, in a way that I don't feel like Six does. Again, like his lesson that he learns means nothing at the end of the film. But uh, Riggs's lack of learning, you know, impacts him and, and unfortunately results in his death. So I'm a big fan of the ice block one. I also wanted to shout out the bedroom trap because that trap is literally just, hey, you pedophile, stab your eyes out. Like, and that's it. <laughs> it's so simple uh, that I, I kind of really appreciate that John is like, nope, I'm, I'm not really beating around the bush with this one. Just stab out your eyes. <laughs> and he does it one at a time for some reason. Like, bro, press both buttons, get it done and over with. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, playing games is what he was doing. Uh, Noah, what's your favorite here and for? Uh, speaking of the bedroom trap, uh, it's that's so good it's and you know we've all kind of mentioned that 
all these people suck uh, so much. Uh, and so for that to be, you know, more, more of a punishment uh, than a game is really, really exciting. And I think it comes in an exciting time in, in Riggs's journey um, through this movie is that he's like, oh, okay, I get it. Stab your fucking eyes out, <laughs> you creep. Um, so I, I really love the bedroom trap. <laughs> it's so funny because this is one of the first traps where we have to have someone assist someone into a trap. And you you, you got Riggs, who uh, I have to assume is pretty vanilla in the bedroom. No shame if you are vanilla, but he looks pretty vanilla. And you come in and he sees these bondages and chains and straps and he is just perplexed. He's like, I don't know, where do I even start? It's so funny to me. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but on top of like, yeah, fuck pedophiles, like he deserved it. <laughs> um, uh, Blaine, what's your favorite in, in uh, software? I have to go with the bedroom uh, trap as well because just the cut and dry of it. Like, I loved knowing exactly where John stands in that one. And I was like, okay, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, and I just was just like, thank you. Wrap that up and move on. Yeah, it, 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 again, it, it, it kind of like looks like a hellscape in there, too, like just the way it's lit. Uh, the, the saturation in this movie is uh, is through the through the window. Uh, Audra, what's your favorite here and for? Through the window? Um, the, through the roof, Devon. <laughs> anyway, Audra, continue. Um, I also have to say the bedroom trap. I think it's really great. Though I will say, uh, I think the, the girl in the scalping seat was the pedophile. He was the rapist. Yes, yes, correct. My, my um, apologies, yeah. Either way, he's a piece of Both shit. are deserving, either, to be no, it's clear. Okay. it's okay. Exactly. But I have yeah. to say, I also really like the scalping seat, because that one's also really fucked up. And, like, thankfully I have short hair, so it doesn't really, I'm not really bothered by it, you yeah. know? Ugh. But if, I feel like being in that situation is just absolutely horrific. Just the fact that your hair is getting grinded, and no one can, the only, the only person that can save you is the person that you were told you have to kill so either he saves you and you kill him or he doesn't save you and then you're dead by like one of the worst ways imaginable so i think both of them are pretty great yeah that one uh you they they really uh bring out the tension in that one because it takes so long and it's just like it's pulling so much and like uh you know him trying to i love when he's just like shooting it uh you know this metal gear contraption is just like boom bing and uh i, very I have to add one more thing i really love the transitions in this movie oh my god <laughs> i don't know if transition. anyone's brought that oh, up man. yet oh <laughs> man great. so funny so great yeah <laughs> this is easily up there as one of the funniest saw movies that that transition when he throws her through the glass and you immediately cut to the police station is chef's kiss this this series doesn't get better than that moment <laughs> yes incredible feats of cinema because this is pretty much where they're introduced right like i'm pretty like I, I don't remember any of these in three um they were a couple in two and three but they weren't as elaborate and then they stopped because darren bowsman was the one that did them so true that uh, that does make sense that does make sense um but yeah so uh it was uh i'm glad that uh this is a surprise a uh, fun favorite for uh everyone it seems like uh that's very exciting uh the next one i'm very happy to see uh make it up this high uh this is a. Uh, uh, I'm calling the most underrated. It's not my favorite, but I think this one uh, deserves more love. But I get why people don't love it because this is Hoffman's show, baby. It is uh, coming in here at the number four spot. Is Saw Five Duel for the Fate of Saw City? Um, uh, yes, I, I was very happy uh, to see this one uh, make it up here. Uh, Audra, go ahead and kick us off with Saw Five. 
so Saw 5 is relatively low on my list. It's actually, I think it's number 7 or 8 or something like that. I don't really like this one that much. Sort of like what Blaine said, where um, it was the kind of exhaustion point for me, which is I think why I liked 6 so much, is because I didn't like 5 at all. And then I watched 6, and then 6 just kind of upped the game for me. But I, I don't really like the group trap aspect, which might be why I don't like Jigsaw that much either. I just feel like all of these people suck and they're annoying and I don't like their traps. I think that they're all so, I think the twist is really easy to figure out to me personally. I mean, especially with the one where they have to go into the tunnels, obviously more than one person can fit in them. I don't know. I, but And I also just feel like it's really disconnected from the main plot with Hoffman. I really like the stuff with Hoffman and John. I think that that's just really great. And I like the exploration in Hoffman's character. I think that it's pretty great and well done. Um, it just feels really disconnected. And Strong feels really like out of character in this one for me. I feel like he just feels really kind of dumb. Like, I feel like he should have so listened dumb. to the tape. So <laughs> he should have listened to the... Like, how you are an FBI agent and you're not going to take this tape that has Hoffman's voice on it and just go to the rest of your team. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Anyway, yeah, so I think that it's an okay film. I don't really like it that much, but I do understand why people love it, and I can totally see it. I think the glass coffin trap is really great, and the opening one with the pendulum is really great, too. Even though I question the place and time it is, because Billy's there, and it's supposed to be before Amanda's trap, I think, so I don't really know why Billy's there, but, you know, I think it's good. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, again, like I was, I was uh, excited to see this one uh, because it's just kind of climbed up my ranking over times, and uh, this was like my last minute adjustment. Like even after I made my TikTok, I then uh, bumped this one up as uh, embracing a me being a Saw Five truther, um, uh, because I, I just really enjoy this one. Uh, Blaine, uh, how do you feel about Saw Five? So this falls right in the middle at number five for me, um, and I think it's mainly because of the Hoffman of it all. Um, and this is where he starts to get just a little more bitchy and you start to see like the inklings of, you know, his bullshit and uh, six come along. And then we lose Strom, which was to me the like the total beefcake of the entire thing. Um, and just to see him lose in such a stupid way and just like. I swear you were smarter than this, sir, and, and so much hotter than this. You don't deserve this. Um, but also, I love the rivalry between Hoffman and Strom and just how they look so similar. It's like watching those two Spider-Men point at each other and that meme. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you're being framed. Um, it's a lot of fun. And just, yeah, for a fifth installment in a franchise, this really holds its own in terms of traps writing and just bonkers twists yeah i meant to bring it up for six as well like i mean as terms of quality of like six movies of franchises like pretty good i mean for this one as far as f fifth movies go this is pretty solid you know um and i love that you called out the spider-man meme i call this the spy v spy uh film of the saw franchise because i mean uh hoffman and you know strong they kind of look alike um uh, and i love how i get it now why you don't love hoffman because you love strom i don't like strom uh strom's a, a dumb dumb a bimbo he can like whatever he's chasing his tail he's being he knows what's going on but he's being so extra about everything he's doing it's just like bro just like chill and like you could like have this done you could have had this done like two days ago um so uh i've always found it funny in that way um garrett i know you enjoy saw five quite a bit as well um uh how do you feel uh about it at uh, this spot right here 
Um, I'm I'm okay. I'm happy where it's at. But for me, Saw Five is number two because this movie fucking rips. This is yeah. a this is Saw meets The Departed, and it's <laughs> such a fun cat and mouse game between these two people who are like trying to uncover this mystery about the two of them. I all I really like the group trap. The group uh I was have said group chat. The group <laughs> trap. Uh, I I think yeah, it's supposed to be kind of intentionally frustrating. Um, but I think that it is really true to just how people are. Uh, the the fact that everybody is annoyed with everybody in this and the fact that the people who die in the group chat the group this is tough to say the people who die in the trap i'll say isn't exactly who you would expect to go like in the order that they go so i feel like that really keeps it on its toes yeah some of the traps in this are um, a bit easy to win i think that that is uh why it's a bit in my number two spot not my uh, not my number one spot is because yeah some of the traps it's like Come on, guys. Come on. Like, really, you couldn't have all gotten in the same, you know, tube together and just gotten a little cozy to one with them. Okay, I guess you're all dead now. So that's fine. But uh, I do think that there's a, a lot of fun moments in this. I think that the the glass coffin trap, even though, yeah, he is just a himbo and probably should have listened to the entire tape he pays the price for it. Like, it's not like he goes throughout the rest of the series, you know, having not learned anything. He fucks up and makes a dumb decision and dies brutally because of it. Like, that entire scene, I love how slow it is and takes its time, and that you see him trying to work through all of that and trying to get out and, you know, trying to stop the walls, but it just, you can't stop the Hoffman train, you know, and completely crushing him while Hoffman is, like, looking up at him while the blood splatters on the on the coffin is fucking great. It's so, so cool. Uh, and, yeah, getting a chance to have more time with uh, Jigsaw and his perspective of Hoffman is is uh, really great too. So yeah, for me, this is a rare case of like, even though the traps aren't great, in my opinion, I think that the story is so compelling and so over the top in a fun way. And I love uh, the two kind of head to head, you know, kind of conflict that we had here, uh, which to me keeps me really engaged beyond just the traps, which I think is a testament to how fun this movie is, that it's able to stand on its own, even though some of the traps are not uh, there's not a single trap in this movie that would even be in my i would say top 15 traps uh but i do think that uh there's a lot to really like about this movie yeah that was something i didn't really think about is like i think this is maybe the best the film with the best non-trap stuff happening right uh, like it, like we are very much engaged i uh and i think that's why you know um spiral doesn't work so much because like this is kind of the peak of the cop shit that we're gonna get and then you know six was right and going away from that in the next one with you know uh focusing somewhere else um this was kind of the peak of the cop shit you know and uh, we didn't really need to kind of do it again in spiral um because uh you can't do it like hoffman does baby uh noah how do you feel about saw five I really, really love Saw Five. I, I, it's number three for me. Yes. Um, and the only reason that I say I really love it uh, is because I think that there's there's something as an audience member where like you, I don't know if there's a good example of a Saw movie where you're like rooting for anyone necessarily, um, but as you're watching the trap play out specifically, um, you're kind of pointing at that and being like, you know okay, in somebody's very dire circumstances, you know, are you going to think clearly? No? Okay, we're just going to keep doing this. And like having them literally go in a straight line and be consistently reminded, but them not listening, that they're like clearly not following the rules and not, well, not, not, not that they're not following the rules, but they're not, they're not listening to the objectives necessarily. They're not picking up all those details, which is like, 
you know, as an audience member, that's like, come on guys, like, this is so, this is so stupid. You guys are being stupid, but it's fun to watch. But then the other element of it is like, there's a bomb in every single room that they just leave. So, you know, there's a little bit of urgency. Um, and I think that that kind of makes up for the fact that by the end, uh, and at least my personal favorite trap of the film, uh, with the two, uh, remaining survivors having to donate what equals to 10 pints of blood is so like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. That's, you know, it's like its own mini twist. Um, and watching them realize it is really fun. Uh, so I think that like, for me, the, the group trap works really well just in showing that some people are unteachable you know um i think that th that saw sometimes needs that yes and that that's why i love this movie a lot because again this is hoffman's interpretation on john's philosophy and him one-upping him a little bit being like no 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 we need to like if, what if we offer them the choices to like really prove like if they can redeem themselves in a way and like i think this is um the best use of the group chat uh, uh group game um of them uh being able to survive every single one if you guys just weren't such shitty people if you guys would just like chill you know and work together but like everything in them is telling them to resist that you know because some people are saying let's work together but then pretty much all of them at one point turn on somebody else like every single one of them has like a backstab moment and then so yeah when it gets to the end and they they have that realization it's just like well damn and they still try but it's like Hoffman won and he taught a lesson like he like he, he you know very much so and it's just like well they're gonna bleed out so they're not really gonna be able to uh you know share that lesson with the world but um I mean they they still had that moment of realization which I think is really great and then it's a double finale because you get that while you also get uh Strom and Hoffman them facing off in the in the glass coffin room and I mean the iconic Hoffman head tilt Come on, baby. I mean, I, I I love this movie. I think it, I think it's just really fun. This is uh this is my number three. Uh, so Noah, uh, we are now officially best friends. Uh, same ranking. We're right there, Garrett. Number two. I I love seeing this one here. Uh, Garrett, you said uh, no. The traps are the best, but I think there are some some very solid ones. Uh, Audra, what's your favorite trap in Saw Five? I'm leaning towards the pendulum, but a glass call finds a uh, ten pint sacrifice, five pint sacrifice. I don't remember what it's called, but I don't think that they're all pretty solid. Um, but I think the pendulum is my favorite, just because it's just so brutal, and the fact that it actually, we're, we're, oh, actually no, hang on, wait, I forgot the glass, the glass box that Strom is trapped in. I really like that one. I forgot about that one. They're just both unwinnable, and the way that Strom manages to escape by giving himself a tracheotomy is just really cool. I think that that's a really epic, uh, epic, not epic bad luck, but epic good luck that he had a pen on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes uh, i i do like that uh i because i i do get excited when people do survive traps because it doesn't happen too often where they actually survive make it out and are able to you know go out in the real world you know we don't really see it happen all too often so it is kind of very satisfying uh, when we do get somebody uh actually successfully escaping and making it out uh even if it was only meant to like kind of slow them down maybe but it's still a very fun one uh noah what's your favorite trap in here I really do think, I mean, I like the, the 10, the 10 pints of blood one. Um, and I think that it serves a purpose. Um, but I'm a big fan of the pendulum, uh, because of what it shows for Hoffman, uh, and kind of the backstory that it gives there, uh, with him thinking that he can just kind of pass that off, uh, and you know, his resulting interaction and, and apprenticeship with John Kramer, uh, the pendulum one is, is always kind of hard for me to watch. 
Um, but in like the best way, it's super, super brutal. And it feels like such a, I think out of all of the cold open traps, um, it's the one that just gets me every single time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, the only reason I don't like that one is that one gives, uh, cause people always like to be like, Oh, Hoffman is the one that makes the inescapable traps. I'm like, no, no, no. Like between five and six and like a good portion of four, like he makes escapable ones. It's only that one at the beginning of five where, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't learn his lesson. And that scene, uh, gives us, uh, one of like the best, uh, jigsaw burns whenever he, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, roasts him about the, the blade, uh, sharpness of his pendulum uh being like oh no you need tempered steel if you're gonna be in it for the long haul it's like john what (laughs) what are you doing right now um so uh yeah the the pendulum one is uh is still pretty fun uh blaine what's your favorite i'm also going to have to say the tracheotomy one because i'm just a person who thinks that they could perform their own tracheotomy if needed but I'm always paying way too close attention to like, okay, where's the placement? I will not look it up. Trust me, I will not Google it, but I will pay attention in a movie where it definitely is not accurate at all. I'm going to pay attention to where they place the tracheotomy and if I would place it there as well. And if they survive, then I will survive. And so Strom survives and I feel like I could do that too. I mean, cause he's a Bobo, right? He's a himbo. Right. I feel so, that we could both do that. Sound logic to me. Uh, I think it all checks out. Uh, Garrett, what's uh, your favorite trap in this one? Uh, this one is tough because I think the pendulum trap is a great trap, but the fact that it is an unwinnable trap in my book kind of lowers it a little bit. And I love that moment for uh, for Strom where he's able to do the tracheotomy. But again, like the trap isn't winnable. He's just trying to kill him. So for me, I think the the best true saw trap in this is the Ten Pites of of blood because it's gnarly the fact that they cut like right in the web of their fingers and go like all the way practically to their elbow and you get that great shot of him like pulling his hand back and it like flops open it's disgusting plus it really you know is the lesson that they all need to learn is that you all could have given just a little bit and sacrificed um but now most of you are dead and these two are left you know to kind of give everything that they that they have so to me yeah i think that that is really an embodiment of the the lesson of saw five but this film i think is full of good traps that just so happen to also be unwinnable so in my personal definition of what makes a good saw trap for myself those kind of uh, lose a few points but the the blood one is uh god it gives me the wheelies every single time it's disgusting yeah uh i mean i I guess i discount traps a smidge too if they're the unwinnable ones because i do want the winnable ones um even though um it, i guess it all depends because i mean the, the look and design also is big for me and uh, these ones aren't strong design wise but functionality wise i think they're all pretty solid and uh again yeah i'm gonna echo everybody the, the 10 pints of sacrifice and uh really showing just like you know this is i think uh, another one of the ones that's like uh maybe straddles the line the closest between like this is you can kind of imagine putting yourself through this but at the same time this is such a like crazy scenario that's like almost hard to put yourself in but then like seeing these two people like you know trying to will everything like to like you know make this happen even though they pretty much know it even if they each give up five pints like they are pretty much gonna die if someone doesn't come within 10 minutes anyways you know so um uh so yeah it's a interesting but again i think overall as a group trap uh it works pretty well all right we are in the top three guys of uh, the Saw rankings here. And uh, I mentioned there were two ties. 
uh, there was a tie uh, for last place uh, near at the bottom. There was a tie for number two. Um, uh, uh, I, I had, uh, misdirected you, Garrett, whenever I was giving you uh, some clues about the list yesterday. I want to even keep you in the mystery here. Ooh, um, interesting. So, so we have a tie. So we do have a, a number one, a clear number one, and we have a tie for number two. But all three of these films were within one point. Uh, so this top three was very tight. Um, so coming in here at saw, coming in here at number three is um I was uh, intrigued to see where this one was gonna place uh to see um if we had any you know original purists uh, amongst the panel. So coming in here at number three is uh saw just saw um uh Blaine. Uh, you wanna uh, kick us off with uh, your feelings on OG saw. So this is number two in my rankings only because Saw 2 was such a killer follow-up that it, in rare form of horror franchises, outdid the first one in terms of viciousness and the traps and the storyline as well. But Saw is such a beautiful, classic, I don't know, it did such a great job of setting itself up to be outdone. And I think that is what makes it okay to be a little further down in those rankings than um, you might expect for the purists out there. Because I, I don't know, I think it's a pretty common opinion that I've run into with people that the original Saw is just, it's not their number one. There are too many other beautiful traps, too, ma too many other beautiful storylines to fall in love with um and to really you know wrap your beautiful barbed wire heart around um that you know this is just kind of precious in comparison yeah uh, i mean i think it's no 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 um debate that this is uh it's very different it's its own thing you know it was the first it was never intended to you know kind of turn into what it did um, and so, yeah, like, even though, like, I mean, this is lower on my rankings because simply, like, yes, I think it's a great film, but it is not uh, saw as we know it just yet, like you said, with all the different characters, all the storylines, all the, you know, uh, you know, things getting uh, more dramatic, you know, uh, this is, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, very grounded while also still being uh, quite hilarious uh, of a film as well. I consider this a dark comedy myself. Um, Noah, how do you feel about uh, the original Saw? I think that comedy is a good uh, label to put on things, um, mostly because Lee Winnell kind of steals it. <laughs> um, he's so funny. There are so many good, funny moments in this movie and so many moments of ridiculousness. Uh, James Wan directing is, you know, this is like just an absolute blast of a film. Um, and And, you know, we talked a lot about like, where some movies, some of the Saw movies kind of lose that consistency of the, you know, the real like sharp edge punk metal vibe to it. Um, and having this be so ingrained into it is such a choice. Like, that's the thing is it's, you know, it's either for you or it's not, but either way, it's a choice. And so for this movie to be so simple, the, the, the premise is just right there in front of you and the directions that it goes are just nuts the fact that like the fact that zepp becomes you know a major part of things by the end is such a good twist there doesn't really even have to be a twist but of course it's going to be 
you know, just one of the craziest twists ever. Um, I think what it does, uh, and I do think Blaine, you kind of said this beautifully, is that it sets itself up to be outdone in in the idea that it's not asking for too much, but it is posing so much potential, um, which is just fun. I think that 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 really gives it that edge. Um, for me, it's a little bit higher up because it's the one that I've seen uh, most out of all of them. Um, I've seen it, gosh, probably five or six times. Um, and it's sitting at my number two spot, but I'm okay with with saying that it could drop down to three because these are pretty much uh, all interchangeable uh, once you get to the two to four, five-ish range uh, of this ranking. Um, but I, I really love this film. I try to show it to as many people as as I can that are trying to get into gorer specifically in, in that side of things. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's... Um... Something to be said because I, I always compare this franchise to the Fast and Furious franchise, and I think there's a very interesting parallel with the original movies for both of them. You know, they are both kind of their own thing uh, that were not intended to be these, you know, sprawling series, and they still introduce the DNA of like what is to come but this one even in a more simpler way um like a lot of the stuff that you know in the fast franchise is in that first movie just like very laid back about this one is like i mean bare bone saw you know um and and i appreciate that um so uh garrett where do you have uh the original saw I feel like Saw is such a an oddity in kind of iconic horror series because usually in franchises, the first one is like the universally agreed beloved one. Yeah, Halloween, Scream, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Generally at most people's list, that's going to be their number one. Whereas the original Saw film, I think, and you again put it really well, is that it is so foundational that it really did just inspire, you know, all of this imagination to be had with the rest of the series. And, oh, what about this trap? And just kind of intentionally wanting, uh, one-upping itself with each subsequent film. That being said, when you have each film and you do go back to this one, it's cute. It's quaint, you know? It's like, oh, they just had to saw off their leg. That's adorable. Remember when somebody just had to crawl through barbed wire, you know? Like, that's uh, like that sounds like a Tuesday in this series, you know? But going back in it, I think you are rewarded with a compelling mystery, likable characters. This movie is funny as fuck. There's so many memorable one-liners in this. And then just introducing kind of the iconography of this series and introducing so many things that I feel like on a real watch you kind of take for granted you know i still think that i go back to this film not as often as the others i'm actually different than noah in that regard is that this is the one that i just don't rewatch that much it's it doesn't have much uh, of the saw series that if i'm in the mood to watch a saw film i would go to this movie for if that makes sense mm -hmm. this series kind of grew to scratch a lot of different itches for me and this one is just kind of the 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 the, the good foundation that this series would later be improved upon a la a friday the 13th or something like that a good film a film that i really respect and i think on its own uh, I totally understand why it is as iconic and inspired so much great things to come after it. But as just a standalone movie, I, the series goes on to bigger and better places, which is why for me, it's at my number four spot. Hey, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to death. I could eat them every day. I could eat them. I can, I eat multiple uh, during the day sometimes. Um, however, I oftentimes want more than peanut butter and jelly, you know, and that's kind of, um, uh, maybe can sum up both of our feelings a little bit on the original Saw. Uh, Audra, how about you? 
So the original Saw is just so iconic and nostalgic for me from everything from like the iconography to the story to the characters. I mean, you Adam and Dr. Gordon are just the quintessential Saw characters and just Amanda. And I I agree. It's just there's there's better movies in the franchise, though it is pretty high up for me. I'd say that it's my number three. But at any point in time, it could be number one. I feel like the top three for me are kind of interchangeable, even though I do have a really um, big affection for Saw 6. I do love um, the other ones a little bit. I I love them both equally. I love them all equally. I love all the Saw movies equally, technically. They're all great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, you know, some more than others, but they're all great to me. Um, But I think that the original Saw is just so drenched in, in just this nostalgic vibe like you you can watch that movie and you feel like you're back in the early 2000s like even if you weren't really around for the early 2000s or were like weren't really like a big part of it didn't see it in theaters I didn't see it in theaters but I still feel like it's just it's just part of the culture and it was just so iconic that it became part of the culture just from that one movie it didn't even it's a good standalone movie but like like you said it's it's it set itself up to be outdone yeah i mean it's like it's like again like i i appreciate this one but a lot of people know me with a lot of series like there's a most series i prefer like one of the sequels other than the original i'm usually not an original guy so like i had this the lowest out of everybody however it's like uh you can't help but admire the scrappiness of this film you know this is the series is an underdog like it was not you know like what are the odds that this series you know became the box office juggernaut that it was you know like and the and the you know pop culture icon that it is you know like nobody would have saw that coming from that first film or and especially like you know when they were pitching it and had their short film version nobody could have seen this coming you know so it's like i admire it for that um and you and you feel that you know with how simplistic it is and like i mean this is literally the most fun you can have in a dirty bathroom i mean like uh like you can still show this to somebody if they don't know the twist and haven't seen a saw movie you can show this to them and it's gonna blow their mind like 20 years later so like the twist still hits like it like the, like it really does and uh and yeah like i mean i i appreciate the dirty aesthetic uh the cocaine editing in this one is out of control and uh and there's uh yeah there's just so many hallmarks to uh, really enjoy in this one I do have a question for the group, and I, I wanted to pose it here. Knowing what we know about Jigsaw, why the fuck was he on the floor? What's the deal with that? Like, what is what what lesson is he trying to impart on them? Was it just there for shits and giggles? Like, Theatrics. it's really a production. Like, it is so theatrical. For it to be for, like, a real, no, like, philosophical reason, hilarious to me. <laughs> I mean... And I, it couldn't have helped his health at all. No. <laughs> no, dude's not in good animal. shape. He's laying on a cold floor, like, soaked in blood the entire time. <laughs> I mean, he's sick already, and he's doing a thing to lower his heart rate. Like, you're, you're risking exactly. death, like, for, for this one. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe he maybe that he needed to feel uh that alive close to again. death with, well that close to death with them to feel alive yeah yeah J- the traps J- uh, were John pretty Kramer. simple here yeah so John he had Kramer. to like get it up there exactly <laughs> yeah so uh i mean we can't really go through favorite traps in this one because there's like two uh i mean we do get the uh but we can you know talk about the obvious infamous introduction to the uh reverse bear trap which became you know such a kind of symbol one of the many symbols of this franchise uh and i love that we mentioned it earlier that they did wait seven movies to truly uh actually kill somebody with it uh is uh is really fun i i like that they uh, actually took their time with it but then 
I mean, and then pretty much the whole rest of the movie is one is one trap. Is this is this bathroom trap? And what I think about uh, what is interesting about it is uh, this is uh, I think still the most psychological um, out of the series. Like this really is taking your time. Um, they got you know hours you know of this, and it's just uh, this very simple mind game that he's playing with them. Um, in this, you know, bare bones room, like it's very admirable, like just uh, the kind of mind puzzle that this uh, first trap is. Yeah, I think that although the first uh, soft film is uh, a little sparse and certainly more tame than the rest of the uh, the rest of the movies in the series, I think what's surprising about a lot of this movie is that Saw, uh, Jigsaw is just a straight up murderer. Like he kills a lot of people in this movie, probably way more disproportionately to the others. But I do think the one that is as vicious and seemingly difficult and really asks that question that the best saw traps do in my opinion which is ooh, could i do that or like do i have the capability of doing something like that is the the flammable jelly oh, one yeah. of him carrying the candle and going around <laughs> and trying to find all of that that really has this difficulty and sense of urgency to it so that weird. i don't think is quite there with some of the other traps that's a very strange one uh, uh, Audra, how do you feel about the the flammable jelly man trap? That is like one of the most unfair traps in the whole franchise. And every time John's like, "Oh, you made this trap inescapable," I'm like, "Really? Did you look at the flammable jelly? You you you, you poison him. You have him stepping on glass while he's butt naked almost. He's got uh, tons of numbers on the wall, and he's got to have like this freaking candle. It's all he like. That's all he has to light the way. How do you even know which numbers are the ones to use for the?" <laughs> For the the thing, I don't understand. It's so unfair. I hate that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's literally it's it's too much. Uh, Blaine, it's too much. <laughs> Blaine, do you think you could cut your foot off? Do you have the will to do it? Oh, I absolutely would do it. But you have to again give me three minutes to do it. Do not give me a day because <laughs> I don't know. I, there's no You're way. Psych yourself I'm out not then. Fine. I'm gonna psych myself out. I'm probably going to pass out and just miss it all together. Um, it's just not, give me three minutes. And and Noah, w would you have checked the toilet the first thing you woke up? Because apparently that's what John thought they would do. Um, would that be the first thing you do? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. It's so disgusting. Like the, the, the precedent set, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the precedent set with the, <laughs> the sanitation in, in this film is just abhorrent. It is so disgusting. Um, and no, but I do think that like having that be part of it where it's it's more than just two guys that need to cut off their legs and there's, you know, one of them knows the other person and, you know, they're both they both have secrets and there's, you know, other clues, things in the wall and all again, all the theatrics. It's just a, it's just an escape room uh, before those became incredibly popular. Um, I, I love the idea that there's more to it than just cut off your damn leg uh but couldn't be me honestly i i think it's just too much yeah and this one uh this one is a fun one because again it is the simple like i i imagine uh again with it not having come out in the internet age i'm sure this was just people talking at bars just being like hey could you do it would you saw your foot off like would you kill the other guy like and like i feel like uh, it must have spurred like such a uh, fun conversations like we're having here. And uh, so I did say this was uh, technically tied for uh, for second place um, with another film. And um, the only reason that this one is uh, the number two film is um, because it did get somebody's first place vote. Uh, Saw one. Nobody chose it for their top spot. Nobody. 
uh, which I found fascinating between the five of us. Uh, so coming in here at number two, uh, we love when the numbers line up. It's Saw 2, baby. Um, uh, this one, again, uh, only one point within uh, being at the number one spot. Uh, so Noah, why don't you kick us off with Saw 2? I do think that like as a follow-up, you know, we've talked about kind of how that that transition from a foundation um, is something that you kind of hope for. Um, for me, I remember my first watch through of all the Saw movies was back in, I want to say 2016, maybe 2015. I knew it was before Jigsaw came out um, and I was really, really blown away by Saw 2. Uh, the syringe pit uh, specifically just makes your skin crawl. Um, and I think that the idea of, you know, talking about what makes a decent sequel, not an amazing sequel, but what makes a decent sequel typically is more and better. Um, and I think that when you take the principles established uh, in the first Saw movie and you uh, connect characters together, um, to have, uh, you know, a when you have a Wahlberg in the mix um, and and give him something to do and put stakes uh, in, in the actual story, um, you know, heightening it to that level um, is, I feel like, a secondary foundation. And that's no shade uh, to, that's no shade to Danny Glover. Uh, he's, he's, you know, a, uh, a foundation of the Saw Cop uh, aspect. Um, but I do think that, you know, when you take those ideas of, you know, there has to be real world implications to some of these things, and it cranks it up to 11 by putting a literal child uh, in the mix, uh, it just makes things so much more brutal in a way that, you know, I, I think elevates it to more and better. Um, I don't think that there's anything that Saw 2 necessarily does differently that I'm like, oh, that's awesome, and I wish that the I wish that the original had this um, because now I can see this as part of it forever. Um, but it just heightens it to more levels. Um, I, I think that Saw Two is you know all across the board, um, whether it's through the cop aspect, whether it's through following the rules or listening to the rules, even um, just all of those pieces uh, kind of make a a more elevated version of what this world is. Yeah, I, I kind of see it like the Scream 2 of the Saw franchise. Like, it's not really breaking too much ground just yet, but it is doing the same thing, but then increasing it. Like, okay, we got more people now. We got more cops, you know. Um, And, I mean, who would have uh, thought watching this movie that we were going to see Donnie Wahlberg for three movies? Uh, Who, who would have thunk it? Um, Not me. Um, uh, So, going on next, uh, Audra, how do you feel about Saw 2? I really love Saw 2 so much. It's probably my most watched movie um, of them all. Even though Saw 6, like I said, is my number one, I feel like Saw 2 is like just barely number two. I feel like they're pretty much interchangeable. I really love... I think the group trap especially works in this one because I feel like everyone is... They're both on each other's ass, but they're also helping each other out and they're all kind of have this camaraderie with each other. At least some of them do. And then there's other ones that are, you know, down each other's throat the entire time. Um, and I feel like while the traps are not really anything to write home about, um, but I think that the story is probably one of the best aspects of this movie. I mean, watching Jigsaw just, you know... 
fuck with Eric Matthews for an entire two, like hour and a half is just incredible. I mean, this is the first time we really get to see John as a character. And I think that it's probably his best characterization because he's just really catty and sassy and he's just a little bitch. Like he's just an asshole. And it's great because like the other movies try to frame him as more sympathetic, but I feel like this one is where he's really shining as a true villain and it works so well. And the twist is also really great too, that it was both going on at the same time. It wasn't going on at the same time. It was all pre-recorded. I think that that was probably my second favorite twist after the first movie. It's just really great. Uh, A twist on a twist because we also get uh, with Survivor Amanda being revealed as uh, the first apprentice. Uh, So, you know, this introduces lots of things like the apprentice angle, like the group game angle. Uh, amps up the twist again so again it's like they're they're doing the thing where it's like hey yeah you you want those you like those things will give you more of that and I think it was like a really uh, good way I think they like read the response well to the first one and like amped up the things they should have um, I think uh, in a in a really good way um, so uh, Blaine uh, you have this uh, at your number one uh, the, uh, this I is sure this is at the top of your list so uh, tell us uh, why this is your favorite song movie I genuinely, it comes down to Amanda. Um, Yes, everything is super dramatized. Like it is amped up to 11. It's beautiful as a second movie to just say, okay, you liked this. Here's more. Just rub your face right in it. Um, And it works out beautifully. But I think Amanda for me, when this came out, was like one of the first explorations I actually took into identifying with an anti-hero or like allowing myself to like an anti-hero in Amanda and her story and her development as you know this person who has turned their life around a you know quote unquote in a different direction at least um and who sees people as vulnerable and stupid rather than um you know chess pieces um and people who are capable of growth as opposed to maybe John who has become a little more jaded and who does see them more as chess pieces or things that he's already set up to die. Um, It just adds a lot more of a human element to the crassness of the first movie. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Amanda is, uh, I mean, a fan favorite for a reason and uh, crazy, you know, I mean, we talked about her a smidge earlier, but it's like we haven't talked about her much because she's in the top two movies. So, I mean, you know, saying something, uh, Garrett, uh, how are you feeling about Saw 2? Um, I am probably the reason that this movie is not number one, unfortunately. I have this in my number five spot. Uh, for me, it's right in the middle. Um, and I'm so sorry. It's not that I dislike this movie. I think it's a very great sequel, especially compared to the first film. For every reason that you guys are mentioning, it really ups the ante. I, I love the setting of the film. Um, I love the fact that the traps, much like the first movie, are not theatrical. They're just grisly and like no you know, no filler, just all killer. Like, I I love how uh, just kind of down to earth a lot of the traps are in this film. That what doesn't quite work for me is I, for one, just kind of generally prefer Saw more as a dramatic soap opera as opposed to like a mystery police procedural. It's just kind of my preferred flavor of the series. Uh, and for this film to be so much about the mystery of everything, I think on a rewatch, although it's still effective as a twist, I don't think it quite keeps my attention as much as the rest of the films. 
I also think the movie's kind of annoying. A lot of the characters in the trap are just yelling at each other the entire movie, and it's really grating. And for me, I don't think that uh, the film is able to offer too much beyond a uh, great time with Tobin Bell, uh, a fantastic twist, my favorite twist in the entire series, um, and uh, some pretty solid performances from uh, from the bunch. But other than that, as a soft film, just not it doesn't quite do it for me. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it's it's interesting because if you have asked me a year ago, this was my favorite Saw movie. Uh, this was my number one for quite a while. Uh, I think it might have been the, the Cube feel of it all, uh, as you guys know my feelings on Cube. Um, but uh, as I've uh, done my rewatches, it's uh, kind of dropped a little bit, and it's still hung on to the top four um, purely on the strength of a John Kramer carry job. I mean, I mean, he is. This is my favorite uh, portrayal of John, sassy John, uh, not leaving his chair, making Donnie Wahlberg get him water, John. Like this is this is my guy. Um, I was telling somebody that because um, I don't like to ask uh, celebrities for like pictures or anything when I meet them. We just like chit chat. If I meet Tobin Bell. I'm going to ask him to record my voicemail the way he did um, uh, Michael because I think that is such a funny detail in the movie. And it's like, how often do you check? Uh, how often do you like re-record your voicemails? He probably still had it for like a couple years afterwards, um, I think is hilarious. Daniel. So so I want uh, Tobin Bell to record my voicemail. I think that'd be fantastic. Um, and yeah, uh, Shawnee Smith really sells it, uh, the performance of, you know, being in the game again and that frustration. But then it's like, no, no, turn it around and um, introduces her as this tragic character because she survived the first one. You're like, oh, well, she survived. She, quote unquote, learned her lesson. She's off to a better life. And it's like, no, no, no. Now she's indoctrined to him and, uh, you know, already kind of showing the effects that he thinks his games are going to have are not going to be what he thinks and we're already seeing that in the second movie um but i do love the um i love the group game i love the murder house uh i think the i think the trap house is a, is a fun thing you know i mean simple little stuff you know a gun in the peephole that's fun you know uh crawl in the furnace that's fun you know uh things like that so uh, i i like the house as a location and again this is another really funny one there's some uh, pretty hilarious line readings in this and uh, Donnie Wahlberg throwing poor Tobin Bell around a room is uh, just a, a comedic gold. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Tobin Bell, a physical comedy genius uh, in, in Saw 2. Um, uh, so uh, what's everybody's uh, favorite trap? Uh, Audra, what's your favorite trap in Saw 2? Um, well, there's nearly like not too many traps that are really notable in this movie besides the nerve gas in general and the needle pit i guess but i think the venus fly trap is probably the best one even though it's kind of a retread on the reverse bear trap but i think that it shot really well i really like how it starts out with a pov of him looking at himself in the mirror and i don't think we had i don't really know if we've seen that at all since then but it's just really well shot and i love the green just oozes with the green color you know the saw green it, it's not this saw is unless this is green. <laughs> this this is uh the greenest and yellowest maybe it's uh, the green the it's the most icky <laughs> it's the most icky it is a it is a gross one the venus fly trap is uh kind of like the the code red version of the reverse bear trap uh in a way and uh but hey it's a it's a hunky guy uh in it so i mean that's nice uh you know john took his shirt off for whatever reason um, uh, getting a little and his zesty pants. and, his, and pants. his pants little little zesty there john we see you he we does see it you. twice he does it in the first movie too i don't know what's wrong with him <laughs> hey he wants he wants the hunks out he wants people to see the hunks uh blaine uh does anything bisexual uh, 
Yes. Uh, Blaine, does anything uh, stick out to you uh, trap-wise here? Uh, the razor wrists was mm. really just especially cruel to me because once again, like, this is this person's addiction. Like, and you really just let them play right into it knowing that that was going to be impossible to get out of um like what what exactly was she supposed to do and just like bleh. um yeah knowing that she was kind of fucked regardless as long as she was beholden to her own addiction like she just was absolutely fucked um that one hurts me <laughs> oh man au contraire i I've, I've always called this one one of the easier ones because, I mean, she is delirious from the nerve gas and everything, so I totally get it. But it's like, she would just want to stick one hand in and then use the other one to keep it open. She could have got that syringe, but she's not thinking clearly. We so can't it is all a... be Devon Taylor. I know. I, 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 you know, I'm on the nerve gas every day. So, I mean. Uh, this we... dude on the <laughs> Would You Rather episode the entire time was like, I'd fucking win. I'm just saying. I'd fucking win. Everybody else would be dead and I would have all the money. So, hey, that's very, very hey, unreal. I'm just built different, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Noah, does anything uh, stick out to you in the trap house? I think that the the Venus flytrap uh, is like iconic for sure, especially like we had talked about the the cinematography and the color grading of everything. That like that scene is just burned into my head as like, oh, that's some good saw. Um, but the syringe pit has stuck with me for gosh, going on like six, seven years now since I first saw it. Um, and, and it probably will stick with me forever because that feels like it would be absolute hell. Um, I think that the context surrounding it too, the fact that like lady gets dumped in and she's not even supposed to be the one in there. Like True. it's just rough. I feel so bad for Amanda, but you know, it's, it, it is one of those ones that just, ugh really gets under your skin quite literally actually it, it hits you on the rewatch because like you said like once we know that amanda was in on it and she wasn't supposed to go in the pit she has to eat that shit and be like all right i gotta fucking you know i gotta show john i'm down to clown so um you know i i love seeing her uh do that and i think that is a, a pretty uh popular favorite uh garrett was there any uh, other traps we didn't hit uh, this is, even though it is number five on my uh, ranking, this has two of my top five favorite traps. Uh, one of them is wow. the uh, Venus flytrap. I think that I have a thing with eyeballs. I think, yes, the, yeah. It, yeah, like, oh, God, disgusting in, in teeth. Uh, but the idea of cutting out my own eye to dig behind it and grab a key is fucking repulsive. I would have just sat there and just let the thing close on my head. I wouldn't even been like, oh, fuck that. No. <laughs> um, but my favorite trap in this, and this is my uh, second favorite all-time trap, uh, is just uh, the the detectives, uh, Detective Eric Matthews' test. Like him just having to sit there for two hours and just talk to Jigsaw, I think is really brilliant. Not only from like a filmmaking perspective is that such a great twist, but I think it is very much so related to the lesson that he has to learn. And I love that the finale of this movie isn't some guy having to saw his own leg off. It's just, he has to sit there and be patient. Like, I think that that's, it's, it's such a great twist. It's so memorable. And yeah, there's a reason that this movie uh, has uh, my uh, two of my top five favorite traps. It's, it's peak petty John. He goes, he goes, Hey Matthews, can you go an hour without punching me? in the face i know you want to and it, like yeah. just like fucks with him for for an hour which is john um, is petty man he's petty he's about it <laughs> i appreciate it i really do so uh if you guys uh haven't heard which one we haven't talked about um we have a clear winner here at uh number one uh landing at number one on three lists uh dominated uh, the first place of votes 
Um, so to give one quick rundown, uh, at number 10, we had Spiral. At number 9, Saw, the not-so-final chapter. 8, we have Jigsaw. At 7, we have Saw X. At 6, we have Saw 6. At 5, we have Saw 4. At 4, we have Saw 5. At, saw, uh, at number 3, we have Saw. And at number 2, we have Saw 2. Coming in at number 1 uh, with 40 total points uh, for the top spot, it's Saw 3. Uh, the uh, the medical drama telenoeva uh, that uh, nobody knew that they needed, um, but we got it here in Saw 3. Uh, so, Garrett, uh, go ahead and uh, kick us off here with the number one spot. I know you had this at number one. Uh, I sure did. Why Saw 3 the one? Uh, Saw 3 is the Saw movie. It is the quintessential ingredients of what makes a Saw movie all packed into one film. It's got the soap opera, telenovela, stuff that you had already mentioned. It's got a great twist. It's fucking gross. There are so many moments in this movie from like the the coldness of like the surgery, but also how gritty and unsterile it is. Like the fact that they're not really doing anything gross or just giving him brain surgery, but the fact that it's with a hacksaw just makes it all like the, the more yucky. Uh, this is also home to my favorite trap in the entire series, which is the rack. Uh, so, so gross, but relatable too, because we've all just kind of bent our arm a little bit too far or our leg or something like that. So that just ranked up to the the soft degree is the best, you know? Relatable is not the word that I would use uh, for that <laughs> well, yeah. situation. But sure, we've all man. been there. We've all been in the rack before. Um, but yeah, I love the 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 heart of the, like, the A plot of this film, I uh, being this uh, medical drama between jigsaw and amanda and uh the 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 doctor that they capture uh as well as the lesson that the man has to learn about forgiving others for the death of his child i think it's really human it's really personal it's really an emotional film while also being dramatic and gory and violent and over the top like kind of everything you would want from a great saw movie yeah i mean the, i i think um i've i've been on record on palm pendulum saying i think this is um probably the the goriest and where you know where saw really came out saying like oh this is this is what we're about we're fully embracing it um i definitely feel like um that comes through um you know relating it to medical uh drama horror as well um uh blaine how do you feel about saw three here at the top of the list I had it at number three, um, and I feel <laughs> that there's no real excuse that I can give, just that I loved Saw 2 so much that 3 had to go somewhere because Saw 1 was just, like, so beautiful. But 3, to me, truly is, I think, just a little tip over into more drama than I would prefer in terms of the ratio to drama and gore because there's a shitload of gore like this this is one of my favorite most gory needlessly bloody and nasty movies um but the <laughs> the writing the telenovela of it all is so ridiculous that I genuinely thought that two different movies were happening at certain points yeah. and I just Hell like yeah. <laughs> thought they couldn't decide which way they were going which is fine some of us can choose both and that's clearly what Saw 3 did and they did a great job it's funny how they like did this like I feel like in this one like th they knew that people were gonna be looking for the twist 
and it's almost like too obvious because we're like, yeah, like why are we watching this guy do his thing? And then we, why'd they get this random doctor? And then at the end when it's like, they're married. And then we're still like, whoa, because like we're, we're, we were too busy looking for something more ridiculous that it was kind of right there in our faces. Like, well, yeah, that's that they're connected. That's what's going on in this movie. So uh, it's kind of a funny magic trick in a way. Uh, Noah, uh, I think this also claimed the top spot for you uh, as the best Saw movie as well, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Saw three absolutely rips. Uh, it's honestly, I think that what it has more than more than any of the other uh, Saw movies is it has a lot of heart um, in a way that's like incredibly devastating uh, at the end of it. Like you find yourself attached to this story. You find yourself attached to Jeff's choices, even though he doesn't. I wouldn't say that he necessarily completes his arc um, because he definitely still has quite a bit of resentment uh, at the end, you know, picking up a rotary saw and just absolutely going to town on Tobin Bell's throat. Um, I wouldn't say that he's a, you know, a fully reformed character. Uh, he hasn't quite learned, but um, I mean, can you blame him? Like that's kind of, that's kind of the whole thing is you, you go through both sides of this story and and I'll say it right now. I've waited to say it until now. This this movie, uh, I really despise Amanda in this movie. Only Ooh. in the sense that, like, you love to hate her and you hate to love her uh, because she's so she's so frustrating. But she is perfect as she is, um, and that's like a really difficult balance. But the fact that they can craft a character like this, the fact that it, you know this character can be can be plopped in and feel incredibly natural in the place that she needs to be as an apprentice but also as somewhat of a foil to to uh john kramer that that it feels really natural but it also is frustrating uh because you grow to to care for for jeff and his wife uh and then it all comes crashing down in a way that only saw can um i just think that that on top of the fact that it has really satisfying traps in the way that they are you know they're they're so pointed uh towards personal experience the the idea of you know the inability to forgive being somebody's being somebody's testable flaw is i think really brilliant um and the 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 heart of everything again is is i think what makes this this movie so enjoyable and and gripping is that it really is tragic um and also the traps are great. They're just really, really great all across the board. Crazy stuff. Stuff you would never see again in a Saw movie. Yeah, uh, I mean, tragic is such a great word to describe this because, I mean, that's me with Amanda. Um, I mean, on Pod and Pendulum, I did the episodes on two and three. And um, it, though she's not my favorite apprentice, um, you know, that's my boy Hoffman. And though I'm sad that he did not make the top three um, for this episode, it's okay. You know, Saw 5 made it pretty close. Um, but, you know, Amanda is not the best apprentice, but she's the most tragic character. Like, she is the heart of the franchise for me. And, like, you do get reminded of that in uh, Saw 10 as well, where you kind of see her in that in-between stage where she's, like, still a little uncertain um, before she gets to this point in 3. But here in 3, she's, like, uh, you know, like, sad Harley Quinn. Um, you know, like, she's, like, you know, really wants to help John, but she can't. But then... 
also um you know like she also can't get out of her own way as well like she's she's just a very wonderful character because no matter how tragic she is she is she has all this agency you know she does have you know her fate in her hands um in a uh, in a very twisted way um audra how do you feel about uh saw three here so Saw 3 was my number one for a really long time, but I think the more that I watch the series, it's kind of fallen from the throne a little bit. Um, I do love everything about it, though. I think that the traps are all solid. It actually has two of my top five favorite traps uh, ever, so I think that they're all solid, and I think that the heart is really, really great. But for some reason, I don't know. I can't get super invested in Jeff's story as much as I want to I feel bad for him and I think that his story is incredibly tragic the entire film is tragic but I think I prefer the comedic side of Saw to the tragic side of Saw I guess I feel a little bit more um I don't know I feel like it's harder for me to watch like I, this is probably my least rewatched movie besides like Jigsaw uh, it's just it's just hard to watch I guess is the word for it not just because the crap the, the traps are all cringeworthy in the best way possible of course and the fact that it's disgusting and just um, it just makes me sad it makes me sad the ending with Jigsaw and Amanda makes me sad <laughs> that's that's pretty much the the main word to describe this movie is sad <laughs> Yeah, I would say it's probably the most harrowing of the of the series, aside from maybe six. Um, I mean, this is uh, this is peak saw for me. This is this is the one. Um, it has it's all gas, no brakes. It has everything that I want. It looks fantastic. The traps are fantastic across the board. Um, the again mixing the medical drama with um, you know uh, this death games aspect um, is just so unexpected, but it works so well for what we've you know established with John. And um, it's just fun. Like, I love watching. Uh, I think uh, Dr. Um, uh, Lynn Denlin is uh, one of the most underrated characters of the franchise. I think she uh, she holds herself well against John with his mind games, uh, as well as trying to defend herself from Amanda as well. They have a very good back and forth. And uh, like just for the situation, like she holds it down like, you know, the best that she can uh, versus her husband uh is interesting because like i totally feel for his plight you know but then it's like a lot of people watch this and they just are like dude you're moving so slow like you really could have accomplished all of this you could have saved all these people but it's like unless you kind of know that devastation that he's felt it's kind of very hard to truly put yourself in his shoes and also um one thing for jeff uh that people forget he's hung over doing this game uh, he he drank himself to sleep and then woke up in a saw trap. I mean that that's epic bad luck right there if I've ever seen it before. Um, but yeah, Saw Three it's just it's nasty. Amanda is uh playing so many levels. I mean Tobin Bell doing some of his best work, lying in a gurney the entire movie with half his brain cut out. Like I mean, come on. And, uh, and the audacity, again, to kill off your main villain in the third movie, you know, like, and you, they're still planning on making more movies, and they're like, aha, like, nobody, like, was, like, okay, maybe they might kill John. like, you're watching this, and you're like, they're not gonna do it, and then you're like, oh, oh, shit, um, if I have any complaint about this movie, it's that Jeff is the one to take Jigsaw out of, uh, out of the living realm, uh, of all people to do it is uh, is a little disappointing. I would have rather it have been Lynn uh, in, in some fashion. <laughs> but um, the, uh, before we uh, get into it, um, 
this does have a bevy of traps, so we'll try to keep this one brief. But this has my favorite trap of all. It's the rack. I mean, it's John's personal favorite. It's my personal favorite because it's just a, a wonderful, heavy piece of engineering. Uh, it looks painful. Um, I mean, the whole thing is just like it's bad. Like this, this whole thing is bad news. <laughs> like I don't know how else to describe it. And I, it's one of the few traps that I still wince and like will even look away from. Like I can handle everything else in this series, no problem. But for some reason, the rack is the one that still does it for me. Uh, Noah, what's your favorite here in three? I, I'm up honestly. It's not that the the rack doesn't do it for me. I think that my like. The fact that it makes me cringe so much is like, it's really tough. Like scene goes on for way, way, way too long. Uh, it's like really tough to watch. Um, but I think that you're right that like this movie does have uh, some of my absolute favorites. Um, Lynn's shotgun collar uh, is just so, so, so great. Um, the fact that it's like, it's a trap and it's also not a trap but it's you know it's very very dangerous and you know she follows the rules but still you know doesn't end up working out that one uh is is one of my personal favorites but my favorite of this movie and one of my top favorites um is the like meat grinder thing uh with the judge uh it is disgusting it is one of the hardest scenes to watch um but it is also like it's it's ingenious in the fact that I feel like I could talk about it for like half an hour breaking down like the political side of how it's like there's a judge, it's pigs, it's dirty, it's there's something that like there's a sermon in there somewhere. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit too tired to fully work it out, uh, but <laughs> there's so many layers to this trap, uh, and again going with the theme of like having to make that choice, it's not just you know, Jeff saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to choose to save this person and forgive this person. Uh, dude's literally got to swim in all of this shit. I don't even know how to describe how disgusting it is, but he has to like go down in there, uh, to save this guy along with burning up all of his son's possessions and letting go of those things. It's, it's so multifaceted. I think it's, disgusting and horrendous the fact that it's not gory is really interesting it's just the worst pure yeah. pure disgust but it also gave us the golden line of john going did you know pigs are very compassionate animals uh is uh still also hilarious we still got some uh we still got some sprinkles of comedy in this one uh blaine i saw your visceral reaction to uh noah's description of this trap um it is gag worthy uh what is your favorite it is definitely the pig carcasses because every single trap in the Saw franchise can make me cringe. They can all make my skin just feel a little too tight. But this one particularly, like nothing makes me gag so much as seeing some of that shit just go into the judge's mouth a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm out. I'm done. Um, and that's where I'd be like, I know I don't want to live after that. What what just made it in there? 
I'm I'm very protective um and but like at the same time again like Noah was saying the beauty of this trap and the layers to it just made it so much fun and I'll I'll come back to this all the time um and uh that yeah I'll show that's my first trap I'm gonna show anyone if they're like yeah I think I want to watch the Saw franchise I'm like oh yeah here you go yeah let's make sure let's let's just double check uh <laughs> really and, throwing them in the deep end goodness <laughs> hey sometimes you gotta uh audra what is your favorite of the movie so i really do love the rack it's a great one it makes me feel icky and so does the so does the pig guts but i think my absolute favorite is the angel trap i think that it's just a gorgeous trap in terms of both design and the way that it's shot i feel like the way that a trap is shot is definitely a big key factor as to why i like it and also i just think that it's just such a brutal way for her to go and it's sad because i feel like carrie deserved so much better but i feel like the trap that she was in was just so beautifully done just the design is just incredible i'm a little too tired to like properly <laughs> explain my reasoning but i just have always liked that trap a lot it, it's a it's a gorgeous trap for a gorgeous woman uh between this movie and starship troopers dina meyer always deserves better um i i, I wanted i mean imagine her versus hoffman like i, I really wish we would have got her throughout the series kind of more being the the kind of steady presence versus she has Wahlberg has more movies Wahlberg does you know but uh uh but yeah so saw three saw three at the top of the list wow 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 what a list did it shake out the way that you thought it was going to <laughs> not me um but this conversation was absolutely fantastic the perfect way to close out saw season uh here on the podcast here in october uh hope you guys enjoy this double stuffed episode for your halloween listening pleasures but this is actually editing devon uh i made a little quick switcherooski here um because this episode did end up going so long i'm gonna go ahead and actually split this uh if you guys do want to hear me garrett and noah and blaine uh break down um the best saw traps bracket and go through it ourselves i'm gonna release that as a separate episode uh with itself as well as me and garrett breaking down the people's choice bracket that was going on over on twitter um so here in a couple days um we'll have that as a bonus episode or if you're listening to this in the future it's already there for you so go listen to that second part of this episode uh but just like hoffman i got a little bit lost in the sauce in thinking i could keep this whole endeavor under three hours but hey We've all been there, right? Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and put everybody's plugs in uh, here at the end of this episode, and they'll probably be there at the end of the next episode as well. So double plugs because our guests uh, deserve it for sticking it out for a uh, uh, over three-hour recording session. So appreciate them. Appreciate you guys for listening, and happy Halloween. Um, before I go, and before I do that, I just want to give my top five favorite traps, because I feel like before I go, I feel like that's important to at least say. Top five. The Rack. Pound of Flesh. Angel Trap. Reverse Bear Trap. Shotgun Carousel. All right. Anyway, so you can find my art at, uh, it's a odd draw. Um, that's I-T-S-A- a-U-D-R-A-W um, and then if you're just interested in seeing me chat about the Saw movies all the time or just horror movies in general you can go to my horror specific Twitter account which is Carousel Shotgun instead of you know Shotgun Carousel it's the opposite yeah yay this was fun thank you
thank you for uh, your visit to Sauce City. Um, please find me over at Ladies and Ligaments, uh, the podcast where I talk about queer shit and horror, and uh, we're talking about the Halloween franchise right now. So seek me out there. And thank you so much. I've had the best time. Yeah, so you guys can find me at Noah underscore DeGorgeous on Twitter. Uh, and you can also uh, come hang out with Garrett and I over uh, at our Star Wars podcast that airs once a week, every week at the Scum and Villainy podcast. Uh, that's about it. That's pretty much it for me. And Garrett, of course, uh, where can the people find you? What are you working on? Uh, but you guys can uh, follow me on uh, TikTok or Letterboxd or Twitter uh, at Garrett McDowell. And uh, like Noah said, yeah, we are the uh, Scum and Villainy podcast. Uh, it's a Star Wars podcast that has episodes every Thursday. So, uh, yeah, episode will be coming out very soon. Uh, make sure to uh, give us both a follow and uh, support stuff, you know? Hey, Garrett, it's, it's 10 movies. And just like the series, it's all or nothing. You're in it for the long haul. 20 years of the book of saw uh you can find me at the usual spots at underscore daddy disco letterbox tiktok all the things uh, you can find me over on pot and pendulum as well uh so be on the lookout for that um but garrett we finished death games uh we survived we survived five Woo! weeks of death games we did um, it uh, so so um uh we are as we close out spooky season I think uh, we have a nice uh, theme lined up. It'd be nice and uh, a little bit more laid back. I mean, it'll still be mm -hmm. very tense and very thrilling yes. and very regal, but, you know, a little bit more relaxed. Yes, maybe the the king of and the master of suspense, as one would call them. We uh, Next month, we'll be taking a look at Alfred Hitchcock and uh, talking about some of his uh, very best and some of our favorite films. Uh, we have something fun planned for December, but yeah, next month is my choice for my birthday month because uh, we have something else planned for December. Uh, but yeah, Hitchcock is my favorite director, and so I'm very, very excited to be taking a look at some of his films. All right, well, the hitch will be back next Tuesday, but... That'll go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Spectre Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Subscribe to not miss a thing. You can follow us on social media at Spectre Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, a nice little review. We appreciate you. But until next time, guys, stay lifted. <laughs>